0: a very special edition of the Voice Wrestling Flagship Podcast. I'm Rich Kreich. Nojo Jolanda this week. Uh, as we mentioned last week, there were some uh, personal issues that he had to attend to and I was working on this show so we did not do a flagship. Um, now this week, obviously you're getting the flagship in a sense, a little bit early. It's, you know, <laughs> earlier in the week than you normally would. You're not going to get a proper flagship with Joe and I uh, this week either because he's going to be leaving for New Orleans on Wednesday. I think he's actually to be in New Orleans on Wednesday, uh, and I'm, a, I'm going to be preparing to go to Los Angeles uh, shortly thereafter, so no chance for us to link up. But I think we got a very suitable replacement here with our WrestleMania weekend preview. And uh, if you weren't around for last year, you don't remember last year, I kind of had this idea of, you know, instead of just doing – you know, Joe and I may be previewing this, or, or 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 really just trying to stuff this entire weekend into like just one flagship or the the, the section of a flagship, which we've done in previous years and we've done it pretty well. I, I had this idea of growing a little bit more and and expanding it. To everybody that works for our website That that writes for our website That does podcasts for voicewrestling.com And it was successful Everybody really loved it It was really cool To kind of talk to a bunch of different people Get their thoughts Their perspectives um, Their paths If they're going to Wrestlemania Where they're planning on going Why they chose What show they did or whatever So it's kind of what we did here again This year um, This year is obviously much expanded As you are going to probably tell From the uh, length of the show uh, so This is definitely not intended But uh, just kind of worked out that way And I think There's not really any filler though There was a lot of shows That needed the time To sort of talk about and a lot of fun uh discussions I had with people uh on our staff as well so I think um I think you'll find a, it, it, it it's well worth your time. And uh, you will definitely, I can guarantee, not find a more thorough uh, breakdown or preview of the weekend's events than, than you're going to find right here. So um, we're going to get to that here in a sec. Just want to do a quick little rundown uh, of the schedule for everybody so you kind of have an idea of what's going on. And, and if you want to see a, a little bit more of uh, a schedule and matches and, and, and listings and whatnot, uh, our friends at PostWrestling.com, P-O-S-T-Wrestling.com, have a great guide. If you just go to PostWrestling.com, click, I believe it's called Mania Week or many a weekend I believe is, is, is it's in their top um, navigation bar you should see that if you click that you will then get a whole schedule with a bunch of cards and, and that's being updated as new matches are announced and whatnot so I uh, definitely want to check that out as well uh, another little note that a lot of the stuff was recorded over the course of the last two weeks. Um, so there were matches that were announced or moved or changed or or guys that, you know, dropped out of shows or dropped into shows or whatever. So, again, we'll say card subject to change on this one. A lot of the stuff we're talking about was what the card was and who was announced at the time that we recorded the show. Obviously some things have changed, some things have moved on since then. So just keep that in mind when you're listening to that instead of going, like, oh, please don't tweet at us. You know, Advoice Wrestling and tweet us about other stuff. But please don't tell me, hey, you don't know how uh, this guy's not on the show anymore. Like I get it. I understand we record this, you know, over the course of the last two weeks. So there's gonna be some issues there. And we knew that was gonna happen, but it's there's no way for me to record as much as I did, you know, Sunday or whatever, on Easter Sunday or whatever, or or you know, on a Saturday before or whatever, and, and stuff's still being announced even as this is gonna be released. So um just keep that in mind when you're listening that. We were previewing what we knew at the time, and some things have moved and changed or whatnot. But I think the general tenor around the shows and, and the general previews are about the same. And I, I don't think you're going to find a, a ton of difference there, even if one or two of the matches are a little bit wrong or whatnot. Or I think CZW changed like half their card, so we'll screw them because they're <laughs> they're CZW. But uh, so just keep that in mind for uh, what's going on there. Uh, obviously, as I mentioned, postwrestling.com, com great guide as well to give you just a, a quick little rundown of what's going on, and also um. I should mention voicesofwrestling.com. We will have previews of just about every single event that's going on this weekend. Obviously, the wrestling events, we're not going to have a preview of Wally Mania for you. But uh, we should have previews of just about every single event that will stream and will air or any event that's going to be a big deal. So I uh, definitely want to check that out at voicesofwrestling.com. Now, real quick, before we get to the previews, I just want to do a quick little schedule breakdown, things that are going on each day. Uh, kicks off this year with Thursday, April 5th with Matt Riddle's Bloodsport starts at 3 p.m. We have a great little preview that you're going to listen to here in a little bit with Kevin Hare, who does a great job uh, breaking that down. Uh, Also Thursday, April 5th at 6 p.m., Wildcat Entertainment uh also at 6 p.m thursday april 5th that would be access kicks off so you can go to access and stand in lines to get Dolph Ziggler's autograph i uh, got wally mania starting at 7 evolve 102 at 8 p.m i got the errands from the everything evolves podcast to help me preview that show great stuff there uh 9 30 p.m on thursday april 5th in evening with paul Heyman. okay have fun uh russell con super show thursday april 5th 9 30 p.m again we have uh, kevin Hare who sort of helped out with that one as well he's he, the host on the burning spirits podcast on the voice wrestling network and really good one there and then Beyond Wrestling uh, caps off uh, Thursday's affair with Thursday, April 5th, uh, 11.55, and I have uh, Taylor uh, helping me out with that one, so you'll definitely hear that uh, preview here in a little bit. Uh, Friday, April 6th at 9.30 a.m., Bright and Early Wrestling Observer Live Mailbag with Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. Take it away, Dave. It's going to be fun if you want to know about Montreal and if it was a work or not, that's a good opportunity to do so. Um, following that up at 10 a.m. is the Slobberknocker Sessions with Jim Ross. Uh, Friday, April 6th. Okay, again, have fun at that. Uh, Progress, Friday, April 6th at 12 p.m. The Crash, Friday, April 6th at 12 p.m. So our first real big conflict there with the Progress and Crash running uh, right up against each other. 4 p.m., we got another um, head-to-head matchup here with Evolve 103 going on 4 p.m. I got, obviously, the Aaron's do that. should have mentioned Progress. I have Suit Williams doing the preview for that. In uh, the Crash, I had uh, the Cubs fan of LuchaBlog.com sort of helped me preview that one. Uh, but, again, Rev Pro, um they're going at 4 p.m. on Friday, April 6th. I had Kelly Harris uh, help me preview that one. And then Evolve 103 also going at 4 p.m. And, again, the errands helped me uh, break that one down. Uh, WWE Access, 5 p.m. that day. WWE Hall of Fame, 8 p.m. on Friday, April 6th. So good stuff for the Hall of Fame. Uh, WWE, um, then we, we get a little tricky here on the night it gets another little ton of head-to-head match up here you got the wwn super show uh the mercury rising show friday april 6th at 8 p.m so that's usually a saturday show they've moved it up to a friday and that's going head-to-head with uh impact versus lucha underground which is at 9 p.m uh this year um joy janela spring break number two the much talked about joy Janella spring break number two uh that's going out at eleven fifty-five. uh just to circle back here, uh, the Aaron helped me preview, obviously the WWE Super Show, uh, an Impact Wrestling versus Lucha Underground. Uh, Lawson Leong, who does our match of the month and some other stuff on the website, he uh, helped me preview that one. And then Joey Janela Spring Break, of course, I had Mike Spears uh, who previewed it last year and who drunkenly reviewed it last year. He. um He helped me kind of preview that one as well. Uh, Saturday, April 7th, everybody Access kicks off 8 a.m. Following that, 11 a.m. Pro-Sing Revolvers, Pancakes, and pile drivers. We got Kelly Harris helping us out with that one. Uh, Progress comes back Saturday, April 7th at noon for their show. Suit Williams, of course, helped me out with that one. Uh, ROH's Festival of Honor, 12.30 p.m. on uh, Saturday, April 7th. Um, Something to wrestle with live with Bruce Conrad and Bruce Pritchard. Uh, Bruce Conrad. Conrad Thompson and Bruce Pritchard, Something to wrestle with That's at 2pm on Saturday, April 7th uh, And then CZW Combat Zone Wrestling, of course At Saturday, April 7th 3pm, uh, I have Kelly Harris helping me out with that one um, Shimmer Running pretty much head to head with them at April uh, April 7th, of course, at 4pm I have Taylor Mainberg uh, helping me preview that one uh, ROH Supercard of Honor That's going at 7.30 Saturday, April 7th, I have Sean Cedar And John Carroll helping me out with that one uh, and this is a tough night because you got NXT Takeover running pretty much head to head with uh, SuperCard of Honor that's going on Saturday, April seventh, of course, at eight PM. I have Chris Novembrino uh, helping me preview that one. Don't be on Style Battle that's at eight PM. Tyler Mainberg's is going to help me. Uh do that the series finale of Style Battle. Uh, and then the nightcap for, well, there's actually two nightcaps on Saturday, April 7th. You have the, the first nightcap at 11.55, uh, Kaiju Big Battle, with uh, Kelly Harris is breaking that down and helping us out with that. And uh, then you also have uh, House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer's promotion, uh, is also running Saturday, April 7th at midnight. Um, and then Sunday's a pretty light schedule. In prior years, we've had you know Terry Funk's barbecue, and we've had some indie shows in the morning and whatnot. This one, we got W Access at 8 a.m., and then we have the Big Daddy, WrestleMania 34 at 4.30 p.m. I have Andrew Rich coming on to help me preview that one. Anyway, without any further ado, this show's going to be long enough, so let's get into the previews right now. And uh, let us know what you think uh, at Voices Wrestling on Twitter, voiceofwrestling.com. Also, voiceofwrestling.com slash forums. And if you like what you hear and you like what Joe and I produce on a weekly basis, um, patreon.com slash Voices of Wrestling is our Patreon uh, subscription and and you'll get all the information on there of what you're gonna get for your different tiers. We have a two dollar tier and a five dollar tier and it's very well laid out of what you're gonna get and uh and yeah, we hope that you check that out and you consider uh to supporting us if you can so uh at voices wrestling on twitter as i mentioned voice for all the previews written previews of this weekend and also reviews of some stuff that are going on the, uh, throughout the the WrestleMania weekend as well and uh yeah i blabbered on enough so let me blabber on for another seven or eight hours or whatever this thing is going to be i record this before i finished all the previews so i don't know exactly how long uh the show is going to be but it's it's going to be multiple parts and it's going to be long but i think you're going to enjoy it anyway take care and uh enjoy All right, my guest now is Kevin Hare to talk about Matt Riddle's Bloodsport, WrestleCon, and his path during WrestleMania weekend. Kevin, what's going on? Not much. What's up with you? Not too much. Not too much. So I'm pretty excited about uh, the two shows we're going to talk about here with you. But uh, overall, uh, you are going to WrestleMania weekend, correct? I am. OK, and what would um, of these two shows, maybe not, not of these two shows, we'll break down these and talk about these a little bit more. But uh, of, you know, other than these two shows, is there a show that you're really looking forward to this entire weekend that you cannot wait to go to? And, uh, you know, what? I'm just qualifying Joey Janela's spring break to <laughs> everybody keeps answering that. I'm just qualifying that one as well. So
1: not the shows you're covering and not spring break. All right. So I think probably the number one thing is probably. The NXT show, to be honest, because I think that Ciampa versus Gargano, assuming that it's happening, is like the number one match of the weekend. It's maybe like the number one match of wrestling. Sure. So even though it's like not as intimate as some of the other shows and maybe not as like, you know, hourly, like fun and exciting, I guess, like, you know, just intimate. It's more of just like I feel like that's going to be the one match after this weekend that will be talked about. Have you ever been to an NXT show? Yeah, I've been to... This is going to be my fifth takeover. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're well, I mean, those crowds are awesome. And, that,
0: and that's, yeah. we always talk about it. Like every time we preview on this podcast, Joe and I, anytime we preview a takeover, we're always like, oh yeah, it's like, okay. Or whatever. Oh yeah. The card looks all right or whatever. But then it's,
1: they're always like incredible shows. They're yeah, never they're, not bad. We always say don't bet against the takeover. Like they're exactly. always good. <laughs> and, and like, I've, I've been lucky where I saw the, um, Nakamura Zane match. I saw the, um first or the first DIY revival tag match. And I saw the Gargano um, almost match from January. So, and I saw those all live. And so like seeing them, all those all live, it's like, man, if there's going to be another one that is just as good and maybe even like a completely different type of match, it's like, to me, it's a no brainer that I have to be there and that that's what I'm really excited about. And of course, we say all this and then the match won't even happen. And then though. I feel like it's got to be happening. Yeah, but- hopefully it is. But uh, I, I forgot to do this
0: uh, before uh, we, we kind of break down uh, Bloodsport and WrestleCon. Uh, you want to get your plugs out of the way. Let people know where they can find you, where they can find you on Twitter, where they can hear you and any other that good stuff.
1: Yes, yeah, so um, I'm on the Burning Spirits podcast, which if you aren't familiar, we uh, cover basically uh, what's going on in Japan that's not in uh, New Japan or Dragon Gate, really a strong emphasis on like DDT, All Japan, and uh, Big Japan. We've tried to do bi-weekly, but we've been, uh, it's been a little bit weird recently, so we haven't had an episode in a little while, but uh, one of our other co-hosts, Drew, just went to Japan, so... We will we'll be recording this week and talking all about judgment and stuff. So you can listen to me on there. And we are on Twitter, underscore Burning Spirits. And you can check me out on Twitter, Stan, underscore, underscore Hansen. Nice. Great stuff.
0: All right. So let's uh, let's break down the first card. It's actually uh, the first show, I think, of the entire weekend. I don't know if anything's up on Wednesday night. As far as when we're recording this, there has not been anything announced for Wednesday night. There's nothing early on Thursday morning. So this is kicking off the entire weekend. And what a doozy here with Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. This is uh, promoted by Game Changer Wrestling, which is the unfortunate part about Game Changer Wrestling promoting these things is that. I don't say Game Changer Wrestling. I say Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. <laughs> right. I don't say Game Changer Wrestling Spring Break. I say Joey Janela's Spring Break. I guess, right. But I guess they're they're doing okay. I mean, they're selling I, a bunch of tickets, and I'm sure they're making money.
1: I yeah. I think I think last year that was an incredibly valid criticism about the way that they um promoted the Spring Break show because you know nobody realized that it was GCW. I think this year they've done a little bit better job. I mean, I think that they've done over the past year springboarding off of. Uh, spring break sure they've really like become more prominent and more of a name just uh, like i've been to a lot of the shows around here and they just they feel like a real hot commodity and a real um like that, they are on the up. And I feel like this year they have done a better job, even though it is Matt Riddle and Joey Janela. I do think that it is going to help them a lot going forward, even more than last year did, just because. Yeah.
0: Oh, they certainly have done a better job this year. And I think they've yeah. kind of taken over the promotion a little bit more of it, right. which has been like last year was all Joey doing everything. And, and now you're seeing Game Changer kind of get their social media game in, in check and the logo's a little bit bigger on the posters and whatnot. <laughs> so they've been smart about that. And like, yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm going to uh, hopefully go into a uh, Game Changer. They're coming to uh, my area. dude i I cannot wait for you to see oh yeah nick age versus marcus crane live (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's a thing but like it's taking place in like an abandoned like the corner of an abandoned mall which is like how do i not go to that like even though like in any other universe i probably wouldn't be that excited (laughs) about that show but like knowing that i can like go to an abandoned mall and watch that show because like i've been to that mall and watch other wrestling and it's like fine but like you're like ah this is wrestling in an abandoned mall but like
1: (laughs) Game Changer needs to be in an abandoned ball. It's yeah. like the
0: perfect aesthetic for it. Yeah, like- the,
1: the, first, like the not that they added any match, but Marcus Crane. I don't know if you're familiar, but he's uh, one unfortunately. The I like- I <laughs> yeah. So especially in GCW, they let him do whatever he wants. Oh, so he's okay. one of the more like <laughs> off the wall guys that they have. And then the fact that it's there. I mean, so you talk about a shopping mall. They're more recent shows because they used to do a, at a big uh, kind of music venue thing uh, in New Jersey. And but they don't have that venue anymore. So all their recent shows are just in like a industrial complex warehouse type of thing, which is like the perfect uh, atmosphere for them. Like anything goes. It's really crazy. And like it's kind of like punk feeling, but it's with wrestling. It's it's really something to see. Yeah, I
0: cannot wait. But uh, let's talk about this Matt Riddle's blood sport here real quick. Um not real quick let's let's give it some detail I don't, I, I don't know why i said real quick at all uh thursday april 5th as i mentioned 3 p.m so really kind of kicking off the whole weekend uh for people uh real quickly the card masada versus martin stone dominic garini versus ktb kyle the beast a voice wrestling flagship favorite uh Eddie kingston versus tracy williams dan severin yes that dan severin versus chris dickinson walter versus filthy, filthy tom lawler nick gage versus timothy thatcher Matt Riddle versus Loki. And now before we kind of break down the card, for people that don't know, or maybe they have not followed kind of the promotion of this, what is sort of the aesthetic? What's sort of the branding of this blood sport show?
1: Right. So the blood sport this year is kind of continuing what has been a bit of a trend this year in wrestling with, um, a show that is only knockout or submission, um, WXW Ambition ran last month. They did this. Uh, Ted Sujin in the UK did a tournament. Those were both tournament shows, but they were a similar concept. And so now GCW is bringing that to the weekend. I think that they're kind of switching it up a little bit where they don't have any ropes on their, their uh, on the blood sport show. So that should be a little bit different, but yeah, it's interesting because it's a style that is kind of getting more and more popularized, but GCW's twist on it is, taking a lot of guys that you would not expect to be in that environment or kind of, I shouldn't say that they're kind of half of their guys are guys that you really would expect to thrive in <laughs> right, it. Right. Right. And then the other half are guys that you really would not expect to at all. So it's, it's really curious because those, those shows were really athletic uh, so, sports presented as sports and tournament based and really serious feeling. And so it's going to be really interesting to see what the vibe of this show is going to be if they try to like uh go a little bit too overboard like that or if they're a little bit more self-aware of it it's just really i'm really curious to see what the presentation and what the overall feel of the show is going to be
0: yeah, and I think it's it, it's a definitely an anticipated show from a lot of people, because if you look at sort of what's going on that entire time, I mean, if you're there, if you're coming in on on Wednesday or coming in on Thursday morning, there's no reason not to go to the show. And like ticket sales yeah. has sort of reflected that as well. It's doing well ticket wise because it's running up against nothing like it's at 3 p.m. Yeah. All you have is Wildcat at six. But like, I mean, you could probably skip Wildcat if yeah, you want to. But I,
1: I feel like Wildcat is only running because of the wrestling license yeah exactly right and then like you know volley i mean you got nothing until evolve
0: 102 at 8 p.m so you're, you're right you have no reason not to go to blood sport and that's gonna be cool i think it will be fun to see all those people in that atmosphere and see sort of what it's gonna be because there's gonna be a lot of eyes on it and it's really on its own which is really cool yeah. for this and it's kind of a weird time but it's not because people everybody i've talked to is coming in on wednesday or everybody i've talked to is coming in on thursday morning yeah. so you know it might seem like oh geez thursday afternoon that's a bad time for a show but it's like everyone's gonna be there anyway Or like the real hardcores that were coming for the whole weekend are gonna be there and like you're you included so it's a great time for showing it and they've they've picked it out perfectly because they're running completely unopposed so
1: yeah and the, and gcw is really good too at um kind of delivering a things that are unique and different and B kind of being uh, aware of like what the current fan base wants like 2018 what they are into sure. and so i think that this show is definitely really reflective of that like their big thing is kind of like a we here we are, we are just going to do whatever we want because we're going to give you what the fans want. We're kind of on our own. I mean, obviously they're working with WWN, but they have a very like guerrilla warfare type of presentation. And like, here we are, we aren't going to be stopped. And I think that this, that kind of goes with what the show is too, because it's completely different than anything else in the weekend. It's really, even like I said, there's similar shows to this one, but it's completely If you look at the lineup, it's completely different than those shows, too. So it's really they're really primed to kind of have their own niche here and present something if if they pull it off where it will definitely be one of the shows that people talk about a lot just because it's so much different than anything else.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's an important part of uh, of this. And then, uh, of course, Spring Break and pretty much everything that Game Changer has been doing all across the the country and you know (laughs) their entire aesthetic. Because like now you've kind of gotten like indie wrestling in America. That's always kind of the same few names or whatever. Not that I'm totally complaining. Like I enjoy a lot of those names, but like sometimes it is good to have a little bit of a cleanser. And like if I was going this weekend, like this is absolutely a show I go to. Spring Break is absolutely a show I go to. I would go to shows that aren't kind of the same old same old and that's not to say Evolve's got some really good shows coming up this weekend WBN's got some good stuff like there's a lot of really good shows out there but you look at Bloodsport it's like it feels completely different than anything else going on that weekend and that's a big reason why a lot of people are going and why you know how many times you need to see you know a bunch of really you know, the same sort of really well worked athletic matches like and and again, like I'm a guy who, who yeah, why would I get sick of that? But like I'm going there for that weekend. I kind of want to sample some different things. I want to check out some different things. I really want to dig into some stuff. And you look at this blood sport card and it's like, yeah, shit. Yeah, I like that. I would absolutely go to the show and really love it because it feels different. It feels like this is not going to be, you know, strap in for now four straight days of the exact same stuff. It's like this is unlike anything else on the entire weekend.
1: So that's that's definitely cool. It's a great point. Yeah, you know, and but, there's um, there's the slight possibility too that. It doesn't completely go Right which yes. is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. could be complete disaster too, but you're, yeah. you, you, will, you will want to be there for that. Right. Like, cause you don't know. It's not just like a really good, you know, super indie show. It's, it's got a little bit of a, uh, edge to it where you're like, ah, I don't know if it, if it will yeah. actually go off as, planned, and that's what makes it cool.
0: Yeah. So uh, what what is the most anticipated match on this card for you? I don't know if, is, if there's one that you can pick. I mean, you could cheat and pick two if you need to. But uh, is there anything that really stands out of like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to see what happens when those two dudes get in the ring?
1: Yeah, the number one for me is uh, the Nick Gage versus Timothy Thatcher match because Nick Gage is like his act is a little bit of a one note for me at this point because I've seen it a lot. But on the other hand, like he is maybe the most engaging live wrestler around right now he's one of the most intriguing wrestlers um in the world he i think him and Minoru suzuki are really the only two wrestlers that um you look at them and you can't tell like there's no law there's no gray area like oh man i can't tell like if he's real or not working or sorry let me take a step back. You can't really tell if he's working or not because he just (laughs) is Nick Gage all the time. He's terrifying. He walks through when he walks through the crowd, even if he's not like fired up in a negative way, he just has this real energy about him where you just kind of like run away from, you either want to be right next to him or you want to run away as far as you can away from him. He kind of does that both at the same time. So um, yeah, he's really, especially in a, in a, going back to what you just said about the Indies, just kind of being kind of sterile he's the one guy where he just feels like a, a real breath of fresh air and different than anything else yeah, so
0: the, the live event experience you meant not, not to kind of cut you off but if yeah, yeah, like, yeah. not seen him live and I hope if you're going this weekend definitely want to check out one of his matches because there's just an aura when he comes out right. it's like Pentagon Junior's again another guy or Penta Elds, M, whatever the hell is another guy like when he comes out it's just like it feels like you just kind of have to get aware you can't you know some guys you can just kind of look at your phone or I'm going to go to the bathroom I'm gonna go, but like you got to always be aware of your surroundings when the cage is Yeah. it's like one of those things that like you cannot it's you can't look down at your phone you can't look over and talk to your friend like you need to be aware at all times and it feels there's a sense of danger when those guys come out and that's really i mean like your, your twitter username is another guy like a stan Hansen. you know right. i was never obviously never saw him live but if you go back and watch him in japan like that music hits he comes down the ring and the fans just scatter because they're yeah, like oh, super I, what else is this guy
1: gonna do or whatever and like <laughs> yeah that's a- i mean for sure like the first time i saw him since he got uh made his return got out of prison was in uh september at the um nick Gage invitational and like i saw him before years ago and he always had that vibe but i really could not believe it this time where like as soon as he came out it was almost like i would never seen something like this before just because of how people reacted to him but how like intense and scary he was it it just it came off like nothing else so i'm really interested to see how he works with a guy like timothy thatcher who also has uh a real intense type of vibe, but it's a real, it's a real different type of intensity. It's really inward and it's really um, uh, stoic. And so I'm just really curious to see how this match goes. Like Nick Gage is a brawler and Thatcher, I think has gotten a lot more adaptable over the past year or two, but still, I'm really not sure what this is going to look like beyond did book this match. Like the first time that Nick Gage got out, but he went back to jail before they were able to uh, (laughs) actually run it. So, In some ways, it's a few years in the making, so this match is either going to be completely incredible, atmospheric, brawl, and like unreal, or it's going to be completely boring with two guys who don't know how to work with each other, and part of that is what makes me really intrigued with it because I just don't know what it's going to look like.
0: For sure. Uh, a, a few other matches here, ones that I definitely stand out to me. I mean, Matt Riddle versus Loki, which I assume is going to be the main event, given that Matt Riddle's blood sports. So it yeah. seems like it would be, <laughs> I mean, man, the, the capacity for that one. And Loki is, is, is just obviously an interesting guy, and, and, and seeing him live is definitely an experience. But he also can rub people the wrong way sometimes, right. too. And and in a, in, a, in a show where there's like a little bit of blending of, of, of shoot and, and stuff like this, could be interesting to see how it kind of goes with him. And that's kind of, I guess, one of the things that's fun about this entire show is because, you know, there there seems like an aura in this entire show and with every one of these matches, even like with the Eddie Kingston versus Tracy Williams, like because of the atmosphere and because of what the show is sort of advertising itself to be, there's that weird sort of, shoot style danger that you have it's like all right these dudes might just like get really pissed like it doesn't feel cooperative you know what I mean like of, of right. all the shows like the the, the chance for like everyone of these matches to kind of get less cooperative and get a little bit more <laughs> stiff is, is all here and they like and the matches they've made have sort of lend themselves to that like it makes right. sense that like an Eddie Kingston or Tracy Williams might dust it up a little bit like Tracy's got you know a little bit of the grapple Kingston's a little bit more of the brawler I mean Dan Severn of course it, it, you know <laughs> it makes sense and, and Dickinson can kind of holds on on that end as well but like Loki and Matt Riddle I mean that's another thing too where Loki can just hit a kick that goes a little high and Matt Riddle decides all right you know like you know I can I can I'm a legit fighter so I can you know take you down and just so that's what I'm looking for with this show I, I really shouldn't be looking for like complete disarray <laughs> and
1: like people like being uncooperative but I kind of am is that weird that I am <laughs> no because I mean it just kind of lends itself I think they want you to think that because because it kind of just goes into the promotion of the show. I mean, that match especially, one, I can't believe that they haven't wrestled each other yet. And two, is you th- kind of think you have an idea of what it's going to look like. But really, when I step back, I really am not completely sure what it's going to look like. And that's what's really intriguing about it. Especially when the when you take into the fact that it's not a real wrestling. It's not like a st- standard wrestling match. Sure. It's a different Uh, format so then you really don't know what it's going to be like with this one especially because like like i said those other tournaments have kind of been real serious um sports based type of thing and i do think that riddle is going to try to be like that but loki in that environment is i mean that's kind of his bread and butter but at the same time he's kind of predated a lot of that type of style too so it's it's going to be really curious to see how he reacts and what his philosophy for this match is going to be and that makes it really intriguing and curious for me
0: Uh, is there a match on the card that not a lot of people are really maybe anticipating one that you know i haven't brought up that you think is going to be pretty good that maybe isn't getting enough buzz or enough love
1: i'm really curious about the walter versus filthy tom lawler match um one tom lawler broke his arm recently but as far as i know he's still on the show um they've advertised it they put out a shirt that they just put online today they put a new poster with him still on it so i'm assuming that he's still on the show but i just really am uh love the idea of walter coming out looking huge but also looking very serious and stoic and tom lawler coming out in the full ufc garb and with he usually comes out i believe with like the big sponsor poster behind him, the banner behind him. And so I just, I had this image in my head of him hamming it up big time and Walter just not taking it at all. And I kind of feel like the match is going to end with Walter just like knocking him out in like 10 (laughs) seconds. (laughs) You're right. And which would be awesome. Like, I don't like, I want to see Tom Lawler wrestle more, but just the idea of Walter knocking out the MMA guy who is being really arrogant and thinks that this is his, uh, Forte in his place and Walter just taking him out, I think would be pretty awesome. <laughs> I don't know if that'll actually happen, but it's cool. It's a cool thought. I'm with you there. That sounds pretty odd. Awesome. Yeah. And, and this is a show that could lend
0: itself pretty well to like a quick knockout. Like, I don't think anyone's going to be disappointed if like, and like Dickinson, of course I don't want this, but if like Dan Severn just taps out or knocks right. out Chris Dickinson in like a, a second, like no one's going to care, you know, that's going to be a pretty cool. So that's, that's cool atmosphere. And and that's what I like about the show too, is it, it's sort of, you're, people go into the show and when you're watching this, you're not anticipating, oh, I can't wait to see this great 20 minute back and forth, you know, kick out of finishers type. You kind of are, sort of rooting for like the quick knockouts you're rooting for like those great fight type things or whatever so it's just a, it's so unique this entire weekend i'm so glad the show's happening so yeah that's that's definitely looking forward. and you are you are 100 going to the show correct
1: yes um i don't have a ticket yet but i'm planning on going the only thing is if somehow my trip falls through but i it seems i wasn't sure but it seems like it's good to go so Okay, good.
0: Well, hopefully, you can can get here. So, you're very, uh, anything else you're doing on Thursday then? So, you got Bloodsport at three, I always said, running kind of unopposed. Are you doing Evolve 102? Are you doing anything else other than the show that we're going to talk
1: about here next? I really want to see the Evolve show. Like, I, the main event is maybe my most anticipated match of the weekend, but I just don't think, I think I made a decision to do WrestleCon instead. And I don't think that it'd be possible to see both the main event of that and like the bulk of WrestleCon. Yeah, we
0: we were talking about that when I was talking about the Evolve shows. And it's like the choice you would have to make is either leave, you know, before the main event of Evolve or, you know, lose an hour of WrestleCon or whatever but the WrestleCon tickets aren't really that cheap so it's like right. if, I'm gonna, if I'm gonna spend 50 bucks yeah I think the lowest ticket's 50 bucks if I'm gonna spend that to go to WrestleCon like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna get there and watch my entire show or whatever and
1: you're obviously not gonna go to evolve and then be like all right well I'm just gonna leave now <laughs> like right. you know if I went that the main event is the the tag match is like what I need would need to see so it's just one of those things where I'm kind of I'm kind of sacrificing, I think in this case, like the better match for the show that I think is going to have the better atmosphere and be maybe more fun and maybe not be as memorable like when you rewatch it or whatever. But in the moment is kind of the place to be. That's my philosophy with it. Yeah,
0: no, I'm with you on that. So let's talk about the show that you are going to go to then. Russell Conn Super Show, Thursday, April 5th, 930 p.m. at the Sugar Mill. Uh, so we got scheduled to appear. They do not have a full card as we're recording this. We're recording this on the 27th. So full disclosure, and by the time you listen to this, they have the full card. You like, you idiots. They have a the full card. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, scheduled to appear. We have Will Osprey, Phoenix, uh, the best friends. I'm imagining Beretta will not be there. I <laughs> imagine best friend uh, will be there. Just Chuck Taylor, Flamita, uh, Tennille Dashwood, uh, the former Emma, of course flip Gordon are your scheduled to appears your card is we're getting the 10 man tag but um, we'll, we'll get to that here in a sec because it might be a little bit different than the traditional you know Russicon ten man tag uh, the Mexicals are showing up we don't know who they're facing but who Guerrero and super crazy will be there um, I don't know if they'll be on lawnmowers they could be we'll <laughs> see but uh, the Mexicals will be there uh, Joey Ryan is doing a women's challenge so he's kind of doing an Andy Kaufman-esque thing so Joey Ryan will be facing some women we don't know who but he's going to do that and then as far as the three matches that have been announced Joey Janela versus Penta L0M, Tomohiro Ishii versus Jess Cobb, and then your main event, Kenny Omega and Kotobushi versus Chuck Taylor, who I mentioned before is a best friend, uh, and to be announced. So we do not know who Chuck Taylor, of course, Beretta is hurt, so he will not be there. So it's Chuck Taylor
1: and to be announced. Do you have any inkling as to who the to be announced is going to be? No clue at all. My, I mean, my obvious one that I don't think it would actually be, but the one that I'm kind of fearing is like if they just have it be orange Cassidy or something because of the Chuck Taylor connection oh, god. that would be that <laughs> oh would god be, I just like, shivered oh, disappointing if that's
0: what it is that place would be up for grabs if, if that sugar <laughs> mill would be up for grabs if, like fucking orange
1: Cassidy <laughs> hey how's it going guys <laughs> but yeah my guess is that it wouldn't be but like my when the original ma- match was announced I thought that it sounds like a great match but it's also a match they can get kind of get away with towing the, the comedy line sure, the, right, the right, right. super athletic type of stuff so i'm curious to see i feel like it's probably whoever they're going to replace it with is going to be kind of in that vein a little bit but i'm really not sure i mean they could even just do something like put osprey in that match and then have something just completely crazy but i really have no idea yeah no I'm kind of with you on that I think there's a lot of people going to the show and I think a lot of people going know this like they're
0: going just to see Kota and they're going to see Omega because it's an experience to see them but I don't think anybody, I, and I hope anybody wasn't, but I don't, don't expect like this to be great. Like Kenny Omega's yeah. going to throw a few V triggers, but it's going to be a lot of comedy. They're going to be jacking around a little bit there. I mean, they got a big weekend. I mean, they're obviously going to be bulking up a lot for for Super Supercard of Honor coming up the next night, and and some other stuff that the, those guys are doing. So yeah, I, I was never expecting that, and I don't. I hope that there's not people going in going thinking they're going to get you know a five star or they're going right. to be anything like they got a strong style evolved. I think it's going to be kind of a a, a, a jokey thing, which kind of stinks because like Chuck Taylor's great, Omega's good, Abushi's Ob- good. Like those are, guys are all great, but the reason when it was books is the best friends like even Beretta is, is i enjoy a lot but i never felt that this match was ever designed uh to quite be that and that's kind of the the, the thing with the WrestleCon super show and i don't know did you, did you have you gone to a, a
1: WrestleCon super show before yes yeah, so this is going to be my second and a half show at the <laughs> nice. I, I went to dallas and i left that intermission to go see Kodo bushi um and then which was like that was okay um the crowd was decent like it was it was filled and like the matches that i saw were pretty good like i saw Skirl versus osprey and pentagon jr versus sammy Callahan and some other stuff and like that show was decent but i felt that i made the right choice to leave last year i did went to it and it was awesome it was so much fun that the thing with this show is that it's like i was alluding to a second ago it's not really about a rewatching type of thing. It's a very in the moment. It is a right. live crowd. Um, it's to kind of see everything that is going on uh, in wrestling. Right. Then they kind of do a good job of bringing it all together all at once. So that, and that was what they, they did a really good job of that last year. Like two years ago, they had that 10 man tag with Karen Jarrett and team Jarrett versus team cabana and stuff that I never watched, but a friend was there and he said that it was, awful and that's every that's all that i've heard last year they did the team ricochet versus team osprey as the 10 man and it was incredible like it was maybe the most fun match i've ever seen live it was completely it had the goofy dancing stuff and you know ridiculousness but live it was like the most fun thing ever and people just were losing their minds. And I think that that is what they really nailed right last year. They had a gimmick battle royal, which was fun for the DDT Iron Man belt, which was Joey Ryan was doing at the time last year. They had um, the Hardys versus Lucha Bros was the main event where the match was okay, but they didn't really, they didn't need to do anything. Um, Sandman made an appearance. Loki made a surprise appearance. It was just one of those things where like, if you went, it was super fun, and I don't think anybody came away with, from it disappointed at all. So this year, looking at the card, it seems like it's kind of setting up hopefully a similar type of thing. Yeah, and and I think that
0: the the, the kind of thing that I always go with the WrestleCon is like you look at the card and you assume that like, oh, that, that looks pretty good. To that. It's really kind of, as you said, it's there for like an in the moment. It's like a party more so than yeah. like. Because I always watch them like later at home and it's just like never really quite hits it. And then I hear people that were there
1: live and they're like, like you said, they, they said it was a blast or, oh, my God, it's so fun. And I watch it. I'm like, I don't know. It's OK. Yeah. I went home. I remember last year I went home and I started raving to everybody and I was like that tag match was like five stars. It was crazy. And then I think everybody else saw it and was just like, I mean, it was all right. <laughs> but then but I rewatched it and I was like, all right, maybe it's not quite as good as I thought it was. No, it's but definitely an type in show. the moment. moment, It was yeah, like right, right. Like, coolest thing ever spanish flies off the top rope and all sort like to the outside and all sorts of stuff yeah
0: no and and that's and i remember that match i remember liking it a lot i i don't know quite a, you know, obviously what yeah. probably wasn't five stars on it because yeah obviously didn't leave i was in leaving a double mark on mean but no it's that's not the- but it live it felt like it right right and that's 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 some of the magic of some of these shows and Russell kind of think does a great job of that particularly with the names because it's it's you know we mentioned the names here we got you know Omega's your Bushi your Chuck Taylor your Ishis, your Cobbs like those sort of basic guys but then they always grab dudes from the shows or whatever like there's a good chance great Sasuke shows up on this you know what I mean like there's a great chance that whoever they can drag in from the con con will just randomly come in and and, and do some fun stuff so that's always what you're there for you're there for that kind of you know fun stuff but as far as what we know I mean we know three matches we know some other stuff that that could potentially happen. Anything stand out at you? Anything that really jumps out at you of like, oh, I can't wait to see what those guys do in the ring? Well,
1: Tomohiro Ishii might be my favorite wrestler ever. And I have never seen him live. Oh, So, yeah. so I'm really excited like to see him. And Cobb, Cobb is a guy that I go up and down on. Sometimes I think he's really great. And sometimes I'm just kind of underwhelmed by him. But this match feels like it's going to be the perfect spot for a crowd that should be really susceptible to um into it, which I think would really, really help bring this specific match up. And I think they're going to, Cobb is going to be aware of his surroundings and kind of know what's at stake. And Ishii is Ishii. If he wants to deliver, he absolutely will every single time. So I'm pr- pretty excited for that. I'm I'm also excited to see Ishii again the next day. But but yeah, that's probably the one that uh, as far as like actually being good and being relative to my imp- uh, relatable to my interests that's the number one match yeah i'm with you on
0: that one and, and janella versus penta sounds pretty fun too but fun in like a guys do canadian destroyers to each yeah. other like I, seven times in a row type way but not necessarily like a, a particularly great match but right uh, yeah, those dudes are gonna and janelle gonna be like i mean he's he's running an, an insane schedule this weekend like there's he has to give at some point right like there's gotta right. be a match where he just well, gives like half effort and is like guys ah, come on i can't
1: well, I think this is his first match of the weekend. So he's probably going to be, this sure. is going to be the match where he burns himself out.
0: Yeah. I know. <laughs> of course he's got Sasuke the next day or whatever, yeah. but yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, no, that's, it's going to be pretty fun having this be the first day. And that, I think that's a benefit to the show too. Cause I think in, in prior years, what day has the show always been on a Saturday? If so right?
1: two years ago, I'm not sure about the years I didn't go, but two years ago was on the Saturday. That was the year they did NXT on the Friday. And then the Saturday it was running up against Kota Bushi, um in the evolve six man and then last year it was on the Friday and it was running up I don't think it was running up against anything crazy maybe a no it was running up against Shakara, I think so last year is pretty unopposed on Friday so.
0: So they've, they've done good about kind of scheduling this at the right times. So I think Thursday is a great time for it as well. Yeah. Mean, of course, like you said, other than Evolve, uh, there's not much else. And if you look at the ticket sales, a lot of people are choosing Russell Khan over Evolve, so that's yeah. uh, I don't blame them. I mean, it looks like a pretty fun show, and, and there's always sort of that, like you said, that, that sort of aspect of it. It's later at night on the Thursday, too, so it's kind of yeah. a fun little nightcap or whatever. But uh, yeah, anything else uh, about the kind of the, the matches so far? It, it feels bad. Like, unfortunately, when recording this, they haven't announced a that much, yeah. and I don't I know mean, that they are. Like, they don't yeah, seem that's... to be
1: very, like... That's their that's their thing now. Like they've just kind of turned it into surprise shows. I mean, it's kind of funny that last year they had Bobby Lashley versus Jeff Cobb advertised and it, the match was so bad that this year they have not even like tried to do something like that. I don't know if that's on purpose or if it was like, Oh, we don't need to try something like that. It's <laughs> like Bobby Lashley's music started and he wasn't even in the room. He just like came through the crowd for five minutes and just eventually made his way to the ring and it was just really awkward and then the match was bad but then this year like the pentagon janelle match they don't even have to do anything they're going to do stuff but like they can just stare at each other and janelle can just say that he's a bad boy and uh P- pentagon can just do the hand signals and that's all they need to do is right <laughs> will be going. we'll be jumping up and down so yeah exactly the the one other thing that i am excited about is the um when the Mexicals come out, whenever you see these guys who are reuniting for, um, you know, a big indie shows like this and they haven't done the gimmick in a while, it's always they always do like the really watered down target version of what their um, <laughs> uniforms were. So I'm really excited to see like what the what they have, like what they look like, what what the because, you know, they're just going to get some clothes like ahead of time. I saw Just Incredible do the Aldo Montoya thing one a few years ago at Shakara and he was wearing like an Under Armour just <laughs> shirt as his uh, as his top. So I'm just hoping that we get something like that here.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, you, you're right, you're so right about that, I'm glad you mentioned that, I, <laughs> I love it, because you're always like, oh my god, I can't wait to see what they look like, and then like, yeah, they're just like, that's what made, uh, I, I think it was, was it one, two, three kid a few years ago, when he went to chakar Yes, I say a few years ago, I think it was like eight years ago at this point. Yeah, yeah. it was 2011, I was there for yeah, that. Yeah, I'm very old, so <laughs> I just realized yes. it's been, my life is, I just said 2011, it was a little bit ago. but We're about the same age, so yeah. I feel you. Yeah, that's when I started this. <laughs> the show too. that's unbelievable but yeah he came out like he came out like full one two three good yes. right like it was yeah, like, exactly like him patent
1: leather that. like looking yeah. exactly oh and i remember like that it. being so
0: cool because it's like yeah you don't get that usually you get like guys even like shit like even when the undertaker comes back he's just like Always kind of like an aborted, weird, like, still got the MMA gloves on. He's yeah. still got, like, you it never, these guys never go back to what they fully had before, mostly because they probably can't fit into what they had. But <laughs> it's like, you know, without the WWE seamstress and other WWE budget, they're just kind of like, all right, I'll just like get blue tights and blue hats. So I'm very curious to see what they look like. The Jew seems like a guy who definitely kept all this stuff. I have no <laughs> idea worth,
1: so He's definitely like psychosis. There's no chance. Yeah. Oh, did they, so are, have they said all of the. They said they they made a graphic with all three of them. Okay, so it's not just
0: two. Okay, so it is yeah. all three. Okay, that's incredible. I completely forgot the psychosis <laughs> was, was there. Oh my God, unbelievable. Okay. That's wow. <laughs> mask or no mask for psychosis? I feel like I know he shouldn't have the mask, but I feel like he, you know, should just have it with him. He can't <laughs> I feel wear like there's it. gonna be no mask. It, but.
1: But. <laughs> I feel I mean, it wouldn't be the Mexicans if he had the mask, you know,
0: you're right. You're right. You're right. So that would be the <laughs> bastardized version of it. And what am I trying to do here? I'm trying to get the classic Mexicans. So, yeah, it'll be cool to just see what they do when they come out. But, uh, yeah, it looks pretty fun. And then, of course, we don't really know a, a ton else about this show. But uh, uh, as far as your kind of breakdown before we, uh, we, we get out of here for this little segment here. Uh, so we talked about your Thursday. So you got your busy Thursday. You're all locked up. What are your plans on Friday?
1: So Friday, I I really wanted to go to the crash to see LA park just because you never, I don't, I've never seen him and you don't know what you're going to get, but it just feels like, um, the progress show is the show to go to at that time slot. Even if I go to see it twice, it just feels like, like I said, I really want to be at like the hot show, not necessarily the guys I haven't seen before. So I feel like progress is the move there. Um, and then in the afternoon, rev pro uh, never seen Minoru Suzuki before. And so that'll be, be able to see him Ishi versus Zack Sabre jr. Especially with the past two weeks that Zach has had, um, sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a crazy six man with like Kota Bushi and Will Ospreay and stuff in it. So that sounds awesome too. So I don't think that I can miss that. And then, um, at nighttime, it's fun, Uh, going to go to the WWN show, Daisuke Sekimoto, burning spirits love there. Um, another guy that like I missed him the last times that he came over, like 2010 or 11. So have to see him versus Keith Lee should be great. Um, that whole card looks really good. So I'm excited for that. And then Janelle spring break, of course um, Saturday progress. And then hopefully to make it over to CCW, the timing is a little weird there, but hoping to do that. And then uh, NXT at night and then media on Sunday.
0: Cool. So you got a nice little schedule there. No kaiju big battle for you in between. But uh, I,
1: I tried no, to do that the uh, year you that
0: can, yeah, you probably the that.
1: year that Ibushi was there, I tried. And then like the first match with like Paco Plantain or whatever was <laughs> kind of fun. And then there was like four or five more matches. And then they did a half hour long rap intermission halftime show it was like 2 30 in the morning like, and guys I was come like, on let's let's, yeah. let's wrap this up guys i was like kotobushi is not worth going through whatever i'm going through right now so i bounced early no that's i think you're you're definitely a uh,
0: smart <laughs> there but uh yeah it looks pretty fun it looks like a fun uh, uh schedule there for you but uh kevin before we get out of here you want to give your last plugs where people can find you on twitter where they can hear you and then uh anything else uh, that you wanted to plug before we get out of
1: here Yes, uh, Burning Spirits. We are on the Voice of Wrestling uh, podcast network, shows, so check us out there. We should hopefully have a show out at the end of, oh, by the time you listen to this, and um, uh, underscore Burning Spirits on Twitter, and like I said, Stan underscore underscore Hanson on Twitter for my personal one.
0: All right, Kevin, thank you very much for coming on and helping us preview those shows and giving us a little uh, insights into your uh, WrestleMania schedule.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.
0: now to help me preview the weekend for Evolve and WWN, it is, of course, who else will we call? The Aarons from Everything Evolves on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. Aarons, how are you doing? I'm good. Oh, you the you're to answer to same time. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we rehearsed this for 20 minutes. Oh, uh,
2: no. We blew it. Um, but yeah, I'm good. AB is sick as hell.
3: Yeah, what's funny is, like, I'm super sick, but my wife is literally in bed right now because she's so sick. So Oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm actually mean? doing well. <laughs> That's a relative
0: uh so let's let's kind of get the plugs out of the way of course you are not just one unified for you are a, a, on the everything evolves podcast but you are very different people as well you are different human beings you are not just your first names so at will start with you because i can't say aaron because you know so so with aaron t uh you want to give your plugs out of the way uh where people can find you on twitter anything else you do as well
2: yeah um my twitter handle is A P aptaub a p t a u b e uh, I just post a lot of tweets all the time. Um, some of them are good. Most of them are bad. And then I also would encourage anyone in New York City to get involved with our great New York City chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America. I'm very involved in our Queens branch, uh, socialist.nyc. Is the is the link
0: on the internet. It's the first time on the voice wrestling flagship podcast that uh <laughs> that anybody will be actively campaigning for canvassing on on side. Not that I care, but you know, Joe would would lose Yeah, that. well that's People what I think I figured sure, so Joe's Joe's not around. So this is, so go I, ahead, and this is the, the big communist, communist takeover. And you, <laughs> you be Mr. DSA all day. That's that's you got that definitely. And then uh Aaron Bentley, uh A B, uh you want to give your plugs out of the way
3: and anything else uh pertinent to you as well? Yeah, uh, like Rich said, of course, we're on everything evolves. You can find that account on Twitter at evolve pod. My personal account is at Aaron like the car. And, uh, you know, if you or a loved one is uh, incarcerated in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, uh, <laughs> <laughs> please contact me and I will uh, assist you with any civil rights violations. <laughs> By the way, these
0: are all shoots. Like these are not; these are real human beings as well. Like people might think that these are like you know a communist and a lawyer get together and do a wrestling, but it, it is actually a uh, a real thing that is happening. So definitely, uh, <laughs> it's good. It's incredible. I love it them. But uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about this weekend for Evolve. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna preview the show as one hundred two, one hundred three, and then the Dodo and Super Show. Uh, real quickly though, before we talk about that, I think one thing that is pretty pertinent to uh, their weekend, the Evolve weekend, WWEN. Is the ticket sales because in prior years we've seen Evolve do some of their biggest shows of the year without sometimes without out their biggest shows of the year at WrestleMania weekend. And this year is it's interesting. I, I know AB, you've been doing a little bit of work on it, a little bit of research. Um, and also the Mr. Jacob Cohen on, on Twitter. It's at Mr. Jacob Cohen has been doing some stuff too. What can you sort of tell people right now? And we're recording this on the 27. So full disclosure, it, it, maybe they announce something and every ticket flies off the shelves in another week or whatever. Just, just let you know, we're recording this on three twenty seven and, and using these numbers, but what can you say about the, the business end of, of the weekend so far for evolve and, and the WN family really?
3: Yeah. So one of the real problems for the evolve shows and the WWE super show is that all the big matches are announced. So I don't think something crazy is going to come out of the woodwork that would sell a lot more tickets. If you look at what has been sold in the, the WWN experience part of the uh, of Mania weekend, Evolve on Thursday and Evolve on Friday are sadly two of the, of the lower sold shows. Uh, Evolve on Thursday has sold 348 tickets. And Evolve on Friday, there are... Three hundred and sixty-four tickets sold. Uh, to put that in perspective, Bloodsport has sold three hundred and ninety-four tickets, and uh, Spring Break has sold one thousand eighty. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Man. So it's not good. No. <laughs> now the Super Show has sold six hundred and forty-six tickets, so mm-hmm. it's more in the middle and more in line with the uh, Saturday Progress Show. But the two Evolve shows uh, are not doing well. So AT, what
0: do you what do you make of that? What what do you what is your sort of reaction to seeing those numbers? I mean, just kind of the quick and, and dirty here. You know, as 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 Aaron Bentley said, the uh, the blood support that's uh, three ninety four for that sold. Beyond Beyond is the only one worse. That's at two nineteen, and and who could who go to thunk that with the stellar card they put together? But uh, progress. They're at a thousand for their uh, their uh, Friday show. Uh, the Super Show, as you mentioned, 646 there. Spring Break at at over 1,000 now. Uh, the other Progress Show at 705. And then Shimmer's at 313. So it's not like they're the worst the of all shows. But, I mean, man, like this used to be their weekend. They used to own this weekend. And and they're getting passed up by the likes of Bloodsport and Spring Break and, and, and Progress and, and RevFro and a bunch of these other uh, companies. But w- what do you make of that? Well... I guess there's a couple things. I'm sort of
2: uh, the, on our podcast, I would say I'm the Evolve apologist in terms of their business. And, and I guess I'll, I'll, I'll be that person here. Like, it's tough with Evolve because it's like they have they're doing three shows with a very similar lineup for all three shows. Um, and, you know, but yeah, that Thursday show should be doing better. That Thursday show might be the best show of the whole weekend. I mean, we'll, we'll break down that card later, yeah. but I mean, there's just, I mean, that's a great fucking show. And it's not
0: running against anything either. Like, unless you really want to go to Wally Mania, like, you have no excuse not to go to that Evolve 102 show. Because, I mean, the other stuff, like, you know, 103 is is up against Rev Pro, which has got a lot of the new Japan guys on there and stuff. And I get that. The Super Show is, of course, up against like the Hall of Fame or whatnot. But, like, so you would assume the Super Show would do good. But, like, that Thursday, it makes no sense that Thursday show. A, because, like you said, the card, which we're, we'll talk about here in a sec. And B, there's nothing wrong running up against it like you have wildcat at six wally mania and an evening with paul Heyman. like why are you why is everybody not at that show i guess the wrestlecon super show maybe but that's like not till 9 30 like you could justifiably go to evolve 102 and then go to the super show afterwards and miss you know an hour or whatever or or the first half hour of the 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 the, the wrestlecon super show but yeah 102 is a great show but it's just not i don't know it's not moving tickets
1: well, I feel
2: like it is kind of running up against a super show in the sense that like when we when I was thinking about these tickets, I, I looked at them as kind of like a one or the other. I know you I guess I guess you could do what you said is just like go to evolve and then miss the beginning part of the super show. But I sort of understand. I don't know if you're paying for one ticket and that's right. Slot, right.
0: And the Super Um, Show is expensive, too, and I think that's one thing. I I think the lowest ticket in the Super Show is like 50 bucks, I think, or 49 or whatever. I know they're all sold out as well, but like, yeah, that's not something that you, if you're going to pay 50 bucks, you know, that you're going to say, ah, I'll just miss an hour of it or whatever. Like, you're probably just going to get there early and make sure that you see every bit of it.
3: Yeah, yeah. it it really hurt that Evolve show when they announced Omega and uh, Kota Ibushi, you know, especially when it was originally announced as Golden Lovers versus Best Friends. Uh, We talked about on Everything Evolves that, we were afraid that was pretty much going to kill them that night it looks like it has
2: yeah i mean the big take-home for me and we talked about this on our show so uh to the real evolve pod heads we you know we apologize uh you know for kind of saying if i apologize for repeating myself but um for the new listeners here's just like a great take i had and some you get a kind of a taste of what you can get on everything evolves but um yeah, I think that it speaks to the fact that the New Japan Pro Wrestling is just such a hot brand right now, and the stars of New Japan Pro Wrestling are the hottest stars in the world. And when you have them on your show, I mean, this Thursday show has everything you could want on it. It's got the big Zack Sabre Jr. versus Matt Riddle title match. It's got Daisuke Sakamoto and Munenori Sawa against Timothy Thatcher and Walter, AR Fox versus Will Ospreay. I mean, this is a fucking loaded show. But at the end of the day, all of these great matches don't add up to like the the thousand kilowatt, you know, star power of Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, A- and I think it really speaks to New Japan's growth and and sort of the the extent to which these guys are just real stars. With this right. Yeah. Audience.
0: No, I, I'm right with you on that. So let's, let's start previewing. let's get it going with uh, Evolve 102. As we said, not really running up against a ton. I mean, it is uh, kind of running up against the Super Show. And I can see what you're saying. Like, you, you're not you would have to miss some of the Super Show or leave before Evolve. And it's like, well, that, at that point, like you know, just just you might as well just pick one or the other. So I guess that is the case. But yeah, earlier than that, uh, you got Bloodsport 3, which gives you enough time to go to Evolve 102. So you got no problem getting to 102. But yeah, it's a matter of uh, choosing 102 over uh, Russell Connor, or, of course, an evening with Paul Hayman. All right, so we have for Evolve 102 the the card here Thursday, of course Thursday April 5th. as was mentioned 8 p.m. Got um, a scramble match, Evolve Tag uh, Team Championship. You got Chris Dickinson and Jaka versus the N versus James Rankin, Anthony Henry versus Tracy Williams and Dominic Guarini. I got Keith Lee versus Darby Allen, Austin Theory versus DJ Z, Air Fox with Will Osprey, which which AT you mentioned a little bit earlier. This one incredible. Dasuke Sakamoto <laughs> Minoru Sawa versus Timothy Thatcher and Walter, and then your main event, a huge main event, Zach Saber Jr defending his title against Matt Riddle, the Evolve championship, of course. Um, So we'll start off first, maybe get you guys ideas of kind of maybe from top to bottom. So Zack Sabre Jr., of course, defending his title against Matt Riddle. Any chance that we see a title switch on this night?
3: Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that Gabe Sapolsky, the Evolve promoter, has decided to air his petty grievances with uh, the wrong boys and make us watch Zach Sabre Jr. lose the title to
0: Matt Riddle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you guys going to Mania weekend? I forgot to mention that. I always try to mention that with any of our previews.
3: Yeah, yeah. We'll both be there.
0: Okay, so you're both going to be there. You're, of course, both going to be at Evolve 102 because that would be very on brand. So Absolutely. <laughs> okay, I would hope not. I would hope you wouldn't skip it and be like, no, nah, now we're going to Wally Mania, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> then Gabe would be very upset at you, more than he already is uh, yeah. on a daily basis. But, uh, yeah, so you, so you guys are, are, are you guys both in agreement that Sabre's probably losing this? Ooh, I don't know. Okay, well, so you're kind of yeah. Off. Part of I the thing is that either.
2: we're really bad about predictions. That's kind of the kind of the gimmick of the show uh, for 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 new people who are just meeting for the first time. Um, so I try not to make predictions whenever possible. I, I, Zach's held the belt since uh, last February, so over a year now. And I would say that there's been like four or five times since we've started our podcast where I've been like, I think this is the night. You know, <laughs> right, I, right, right, right. Austin Theory had a shot uh, when they were in New York a couple months ago for Evolve 100. Didn't happen. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It it, it feel, I don't know. It, it would feel like like I'm pretty sick of this Matt Riddle character in Evolve. I feel like he hasn't really developed. And and if, I don't know if I, if either of you guys saw the mini docs uh, that they put out to to promote this match but it felt as if we're always in this cycle with Matt Riddle. And Keith Lee is sort of similar where it's like this sort of constant thing of like, he's this chill, laid back bro. And then someone like upsets him or beats him. And then he's like, oh, now I'm like really serious. Right, 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 right. You're not going to see the bro. You're going to see a fighter. And then like two months later, he'll be back to, you know, he's going to come out for this match and he's going to be smiling and he's going to be doing the bro thing. And, And it just... You know, it's just feels like we're in a hamster wheel with him. Um, so I'm not particularly interested in seeing him win the title. I can't say whether or not he, he will win the title. I, I feel like s- something needs to change with his character to make it compelling for me. But he's still like one of the most popular guys in indie wrestling and, and one of the three big stars on these shows. So,
0: you know, who am I to argue? Yeah. And then maybe why, why do you feel so strong that he is going to lose? Well, or that Zack Sabre is going to lose, I should say.
3: Yeah, it just seems like the promotion has always looked at Riddle as the bigger star than Sabre, which is probably true uh, in the American indie scene. And it also feels like with Zach getting this big push in New Japan... Mm-hmm.
0: That's why, I, That's yeah, that's what's tipping yeah. it off a little bit for me, I think.
3: Exactly. And he's working... The only places he works in America now are Evolve and PWG. So it feels like he's toning that down a little bit. And uh, so I just wonder if he's even going to be hanging around in the promotion that much longer. Okay, so that's exactly,
0: that's kind of where I'm at with it as well. Like, again, I I fully expect to be wrong when the the time comes, but just seeing a little bit of what's going on with with, with Zach, seeing that he's kind of breaking out in New Japan on this big run, and that's not to say I think he's winning the WGP Heavyweight Championship and he has to, you know, lose this title because he's not going to be around. It just doesn't feel like... He, it, it's one of those weird sort of changing the guard moments that I kind of see happening is that you've had your little Zack Sabre Jr. run, but I feel like his time in Evolve has probably passed. And, 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 and like, not that I wouldn't want to, cause I love Zack Sabre Jr. It's not like I want to see him go, but it just feels like time for kind of a new era and a new change. And I think Riddle would be a good opportunity, had him win the title here to do that. But I have no idea. Like, I don't have a good feel for it. I just think there's some outside circumstances, some extenuating circumstances that lead me to believe. Uh, that Zach's losing here. But uh, yeah, I don't know quite uh, for certain. But uh, how pumped are you guys for the semi-main event? I assume it's going to be the semi-main event, given the order. Uh, Sakamoto and Sawa versus Timothy Thatcher and Walter. I mean, that is, in what universe would you see this match other than on WrestleMania weekend? It's just incredible.
3: Yeah, this is, uh, I've been a a Sakamoto fanboy for years now. And I just assumed I would never get to see him in person. And not only am I going to get to see him in person, but like uh, Ringcomp as a tag team is outstanding. i I not really a big Thatcher guy, but when he's working with Walter in this tag team, it really works. And uh, I, don't know, I couldn't be more excited about it. I'm going to see Second Moto right in front of my face.
2: Yeah, I'm excited because everyone else is excited about it. I'm uh, <laughs> a definitely like uh, I watch. I feel like I've watched a lot less wrestling than the other two people on this podcast right now. So I've seen like one Sakamoto match and one Sawa match. And I enjoyed them both, but I'm not like super hyped up the way uh the way the way y'all would be but uh i'm sure it's Yeah, i watched sala against uh brian danielson the other night
0: yeah yeah. fun fact that's the actually the i believe the only style match i've ever seen as well okay cool yeah so i'm kind of i've seen a lot of sakamoto and you're a very bad person for not seeing more sakamoto so that i will not excuse but uh, (laughs) (laughs) but i think you're going to enjoy him he is a big beefy beefy man with very large chests so um, did I mention he's beefy? He's very beefy. So that uh, him and Walter, just seeing those two in the ring, and, and God only knows what those two are going to do, other than just chop the fuck out of each other. For they can honestly get in there and chop each other for twenty minutes. I think everybody would be perfectly happy with that.
3: And that yes. might happen. You might get that, to be fair. so Maybe like one, like just chops and then one German suplex for the finish. <laughs> right, yeah, 20 minutes of chops. Let's do it. And then I don't even know who hits the German. One of them hits the nope. German. It doesn't even matter who does
0: it. They, nope. Both their shoulders could be down on the German suplex, too. It would not matter. Everybody would yes. give a standing ovation when it's all said and done. But uh, yeah, so you're going to see a lot of grappling between Thatcher and, and, and Sawa, I imagine, and then just Sakamoto and Walter just chopping the fuck out of each other. So... It uh, sounds pretty great. Uh, Air Fox and Will Ospreay. What do you guys make of this match? So Will Osprey, of course, kind of coming back to Evolve. It's been, uh, I, I, w- do you recall when the last time that he was, was it last WrestleMania weekend? I'm, I'm blanking on the last time Osprey was popping up here. Osprey was in
2: Evolve two WrestleMania weekends. Two? Okay, ago. so it was two ago. Yeah, he, right, in, in Dallas, he wrestled uh, Zach Saber Jr. Right, right, yeah. and uh, was in that six man. I don't think he's been back since then, if I recall correctly, because I feel like it was shortly after that that it sort of started getting popping with him in in New Japan. And then, like, it was like he went to ROH, even though Paul Heyman tried to get him to go to Evolve. (laughs) Right. Fire call correctly. Um, But, yeah, I'm fired up for this match because um, one thing that's great about pro wrestling is sort of, like, the contrast. You have good versus evil, you know, big guys versus small guys. And in this match, we have the coolest wrestler in all of wrestling, AR Fox. Against the biggest dork imaginable, Will Osprey. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, it's great. I'm fired up. I, 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 AR Fox just feels like such a major league act and evolve with his crew. He's got, he's got the Skulk, um, which is his students and I believe his wife. And they're just this like funny, raucous crew that patrols the outside. And it just, you feel like you're at a party and it's just the most fun thing. And he's an incredible athlete and a great wrestler. Um, and Osprey, I'm not as high as Ospre- on Osprey as like a lot of people are, but I really, I always really enjoy him. I mean, the, you can't argue with the flips, um, and I and I just sort of find him, he's just an, he's just like um, an objectively irritating person, and so it'll be good for me to go and just really cheer for Ar Fox.
0: Yeah, and, and and one thing that's that definitely with Osprey, whether you like him or hate him or, or, or or dislike him, the thing that he he always brings effort. Like no matter what, even if you're not totally fond of his wrestling style and and not totally fond of his him, you know his tweeting antics or whatnot or his personal life or whatever, that that he is gonna always in the ring when the bell rings give you 100. percent And that's what some cool thing to do. And that's why there has been prior years like the two years ago at, at, at WrestleMania weekend where he had probably the best match of the entire weekend with Zack Saber Jr. because he's always gonna give full effort. And this is a great opportunity for them as well. And and. I got like Air Fox too. I mean, Air Fox is always bringing his A game as well. So that, that's gonna be super fun to watch. And and I'm glad you mentioned sort of his change and his evolution a little bit, not, you know, for lack of a better term. But because uh, it's it's been really fun to watch, you know. Airfox is one of the, you know, Evolve originals, one of the, you know, Gabe Sapolsky originals. He's been there forever, and then he kind of went away for, for quite a while and come back as a completely reinvented and and just kind of a completely, you know, a lot of the same stuff, you know, same in-ring stuff works with Air Fox, but I think he's a much better worker these days. And I think a lot of people kind of underrate him because he was a familiar name, but he's gotten really good in the last year.
3: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. This has been great for him. And I just love kind of what he represents as the ability for uh, Gabe to build bridges back. Yeah, Uh, you know, the guy the guys always come back. And so it's just like it's a nice little story. And I really enjoy what AR Fox is doing. But I think the thing I'm most excited about this match is that it's the one chance on this show, at least, and probably throughout the entire WWN weekend for us to see something we've never seen before. When you get Osprey, who I think regularly advances the form when he wrestles and you put him in there with AR Fox, I think they could do something uh, like one spot that will be one of the craziest things you've ever seen in a wrestling ring.
0: Yeah, I wonder like how many rotations can you have in a Spanish fly? Because they're gonna try to definitely yes. get the ring there and be like, I think we can do four. Like I think like, we should let's do that. They're like, let's do a Spanish fly off like the roof. Or, like I don't know what the hell these dudes are gonna do, but like the good thing is like every Air Fox match he go he goes out of his way to find out how he can die. Uh, what he can do to crack his skull open, so that's that's a positive. And then Will Ospreay is kind of the same way too. So you got like you said, you know, Will Ospreay is a dork, but he's also just like this dude that has like no regard for his body. And then Air Fox, who's like the king of having no regard for their body. So I, I mean, I cannot wait to see what these guys pull out of their head. I mean, it, it's there's no chance that this match is dull. You know what I mean? Like whether or not it's a good match or whatever it's going to be exciting no matter what. I mean, there's no chance they just go out there and have, like, you know, a, a, an okay, well-worked, you know, seven-minute match and get out of there. Like, there's going to be some silly shit that's going to go on. And this this is match I'm really looking forward to as well, Austin Theory versus DJZ. And I, I don't know um, your guys' thoughts on, on Austin Theory's sort of evolution in the past year. I, I got to find a different word because we're talking about Evolve, and it seems like I'm trying to say evolution. But he's gone through a, a transformation here. I mean, it, it's, it's basically in the last year, essentially, even maybe even a little less than a year, we've seen this guy go from just... You know, opening match guy, guy just getting his chance to th- a real big, vital member of this roster. What have you guys thought about his, uh, you know, change and in, and in, in, in direction as of late? I think that he's he's gotten really good. Um, he's become sort of
2: a a good shithead heel. Um, and. He performs his role well, and it, it feels like in certain settings, like the Evolves crowds are always like kind of hit or miss, and so that'll be a big thing to watch this Mania weekend is like, is this a good hot crowd? Does the building have good acoustics? You never know. Um, but he's gotten some pretty good genuine disdain from the crowd. Um, the act he has with Priscilla Kelly has caught on. Unfortunately, Priscilla Kelly is suspended in kayfabe, and I think in real life like wrestling in Japan, but I don't know for sure. Is that, yeah. is that a definite yeah. thing? I think yeah, she's, yeah, for- yeah.
3: Tokyo Joshi Pro.
2: Gotcha. Oh, the the new Joshi expert, Aaron <laughs> Bentley. <laughs> Coming in with the scoops. Yeah. So I think that he, it's a good act. I thought he had a shot to win the title um, a couple months ago, but I, I was obviously proven wrong. Um, so yeah, I think he's doing good. I, he just, he sort of communicates, um, his arrogance well, and obviously he has the look for the role and he's a good wrestler. So I, I'm, I'm pleased with his, his progress.
0: And as far as him versus DJZ, what are your thoughts on, on, on that matchup itself?
2: Oh yeah. It's going to own DJ. is great. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. He's, I'm so glad him. he was injured and I'm so, I'm so glad he's healthy. I'm so glad he's back. One of the best entrances in the game. Um, A dude who will totally kill himself for the art, which we always appreciate. And yeah, I think this and just two very athletic uh, wrestlers going at it. So yeah, I think this will be a lot of fun. What do, what do you? What do y'all think?
3: Yeah, like when DJZ came in to evolve, I was like, huh, okay, well, something fresh at least. But he has absolutely killed it in every match he's had in the company. So when you put these two together, uh, I have a feeling it's going to be like it could be. It's going to be tough because there's so many good matches on the show. It's probably going to end up getting. Buried under all the other good matches, Uh, but it could still be one of the best matches of the night.
0: Yeah, I, I love i Z. I'm a huge fan of him, and if you haven't seen him live, like he's an incredible live wrestler, as you've mentioned as well. Like the entrance is is, is awesome, and 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 the big thing as well, and that you know it sort of lends itself to what we talked about a little bit with Osprey and Air Fox. Like D. J. Z. is the guy that no matter what, he's going to give you 110. No, percent Every single time out there, he gives you everything it is, and he wrestles every match like it is his last year or whatever, which is an awesome thing to to do. And it really, as a, as a fan, you really appreciate it. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how he sort of works this with Austin Theory. Um, and yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that match. Uh, this one, uh, oh boy. Keith Lee versus Darby Allen. Uh, percent chance that Darby Allen nearly dies in this match. I think, I, no. <laughs> there we go. I think he survives this match and then dies the
2: next night against Walter. Um, oh God, I forget he's facing Walter. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is a huge
3: weekend for Darby. He's got he's Keith so Lee. Sober. He's got Walter. Then he's in the big six-man at the Super Show with uh, Travis Banks, Zachary Wentz, Trey Miguel, DJ Z, Austin Theory. I mean... Uh, Darby could have. Uh, he's already kind of a star, but he could have a, a breakout weekend. Yeah, and and the thing about
2: Darby Allen is that he fucking owns. And I think he's like been one of the most compelling things about this promotion um, of late. Um, I don't know if if y'all. I'm always plugging the mini docs. Shout out! Shout yes. out to Kenny Johnson. Uh, he does such great work. And uh, there was a great one with Darby talking about sort of how he's always been you know it's cool that he looks different from the typical wrestler and he's dealt with you know getting shit from bigger guys his whole life and he just communicates a level of authenticity um in his in his gimmick that that really connects with me and so i'm looking forward to what he does against keith lee and and walter this weekend and uh or, or wrestlemania weekend and it'll be interesting to see what happens too because Part of Darby's story has been that he's progressing in the ring. He kind of like hung with sort of Zack Sabre mm-hmm. Jr. in his title match. And when he last wrestled Keith Lee, I'm pretty sure he got beaten pretty quickly. It was like kind of a squash, if I recall correctly. And we'll see if he's more competitive here. I'm going to you guys can talk. I'm going to go check cage match to make sure I'm not <laughs> just, like, talking out of my ass.
3: Well, he got a win in that three way for the number one contender. Uh, and Keith Lee was in that match. Sure, but he pinned
0: Tracy Williams.
3: Right, right, right.
0: <laughs> Which barely counts. I mean, if we're being honest, but no, I, I'm a huge. I'm right with you, uh, Aaron. I, I'm way into the Darby Allen character, and I feel like there's not enough people really talking about it either. Like I, I'm always big on it. And I talk about it on the flagship a lot, and and yeah, if you don't watch those mini docs, you might not be fully into it. But man, he is such a compelling character on those mini docs, and, and those docs do such a great job of giving everybody sort of a character and everybody sort of in edge, and even like a guy like Heath like you said, even if it's just as simple as like, oh, I smile all the time, but you know when I need to, I can i can get down to business but of all guys they've done the mini docs on i don't think anybody has nailed it as much as darby allen because it gets the aesthetic i love that he's just like hanging out at a skate park like you you assume that he's just kind of this homeless guy that just occasionally shows up or whatnot but like you really dig deep into like his psyche as as well with those mini docs which i think is an incredible way to sort of build that character you know you see him look at his car and you know he's writing loser on it and stuff and you just really feel like like this like you're an attachment to this guy and he's he's one of the most compelling characters in wrestling And he's a guy that every time he comes out there i'm just i'm just want him so badly to, to go out there and i so badly want him to win and i so badly want him to to succeed so yeah they, they've they've done a great job in that and yeah unfortunately i'm kind of curious on this because it would make sense that Allen wins but i don't think there's i would put it i mean it's got to be like a zero i mean keith Lee's definitely winning right
3: i don't know that's hard to say like um, like Aaron said, we're really bad at predicting. Yeah, right. Um, right. Yeah, but like I think to terrible year, too. By the way, but but I think back to last year. Like I know Darby Allen's not Ricochet, but Ricochet beat Keith Lee last year, and on the Spring Break Show, uh, Leo Rush beat Keith Lee. So like. I, I don't know. I know that doesn't actually mean anything in real yeah, life. Yeah, but no, 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 he's a guy that
0: takes a lot of losses. Like, it, it yeah. seems that they don't seem to care necessarily, or he doesn't seem to care, like, if he loses, and then it's just, like, then in a month they can just fire him up again, and it doesn't really, nobody really is like, wait a minute, he lost to, you know, Ricochet, or whatever. Like, because I remember last WrestleMania weekend, didn't he lose almost, like, the entire weekend?
3: Yeah, there was a lot of talk about all the all the pins that he took in, um, where were we? In Orlando. Yeah, But, obviously, he came out fine. Uh, but, yeah, it's like, it's also hard to imagine Darby beating Walter the next night, but it's like you also don't want to pin Darby every night of this uh, this weekend so
2: yeah, and I did. Uh, just quick note: I looked it up, and Darby Allen, Allen did lose to Keith Lee at Evolve ninety
0: five. Okay, so. there we go. So we got the. Uh, so he's going for retribution here. But yeah, this will be interesting. great three. boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why you guys get the reputation. Of yeah, here, but, me neither. But uh, yeah, no, that will be uh, pretty interesting. To see, I'm I, I'm curious to know the result of that. And I guess like, well, maybe we can go back a little bit in in terms of results. I mean, Sakamoto and Sawa versus Thatcher and Walter. It doesn't really matter. Like nobody's going to really care who wins or loses on that one. Uh, Air Fox will Osprey. I mean, you would imagine that Air Fox wins. Will Osprey is like the least, you know, he doesn't care at all. He can lose for the next two years, and I don't think he would care at all. So I would assume Air Fox wins. You guys kind of agree with that as well?
3: Uh, based on the Ricochet Keith Lee thing, it makes me wonder if kind of the bigger star is going to get the win. Maybe. I don't know if that's a Gabe thing or not, but um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Osprey get the win.
0: Yeah, I think Ar Fox will win.
2: Because yeah, that just, makes it's
0: sense. Just for long-term like guy yeah. that he's being in there like and, and osprey is like a weird dude where i don't think he ever cares to lose you know what i mean like he's not gonna ever be like "Ooh, really like "Ooh, i don't know if i should lose it he's just like whatever man yeah whatever it's like you know even though he's the junior champion of uh, new japan he, he'll forget and just be like oh i don't care whatever i'll lose and it's like you know if new japan found out they'd be like dude please like don't you know please beat air fox on a random evolve show but it's will osprey and he uh he doesn't really keep up with that stuff well and then Austin Theory DJZ that one's kind of up in the open but I, I would assume Austin Theory wins that one as well uh, and then well, let's get to the uh, Scramble match here, the last match on Evolve 102 uh, for the Evolve Tag Team Championships. That we mentioned uh, Chris Dickinson and Jocka versus the end versus James Drake and Anthony Henry versus Tracy Williams and Dominic Arrini. I'll start uh, AT your way. Uh, what what do you kind of make of this match? What do you think's going to happen? Anything? Are you kind of excited about this? I thought I would be a little bit more excited, but it's kind of just I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm having trouble getting real pumped up. I feel like as I'm watching this match, I'm just going to wait for it to get over because then the real business end of the card kind of follows. But uh, maybe you have a different thought. Yeah, I think that this match is problematic. I think it's
2: erasure. I think that if you're doing a four-way scramble and Special K isn't in it,
3: oh, <laughs> not a scramble. No. <laughs> wow,
2: <laughs> that's a deep cut. I and so, uh, so yeah, so I'm upset about that. I'm so, I'm upset about sort of the disrespect to Special K, the Carnage crew, all the greats. But um, but on a serious note, one thing I don't like about this is the idea that. Um, it's like if Dickinson and Jocko lose the fall, they lose the tag titles. But if other guys lose the fall, they don't know. I hate like weird screwy matches like that. I'm sort of very much a um, I like I like good pro wrestling to sort of adhere to like fair rules, I guess, in the way that sports would. And this just like wouldn't fly in any other thing where it's like if this one team gets pinned, the titles change. But if the other teams get pinned, it's just like, I don't know. I don't like that stuff. So that annoys me i think it'll be good it'll be like a clusterfuck and um these teams have all been kind of feuding with the exception of i guess like it'll be interesting there's there's uh, some dissension in the ranks and catch point um as there tends to be uh and so we'll see what happens with with the tracy williams and dom guarini team kind of mixing it up with dickinson and Jocka. but um Yeah, I don't know. This sort of like three-way catch point, the end, James Drake and Anthony Henry feud has been kind of, uh, I don't know, it's just a mess. It's like they just threw a lot of stuff in the pot and uh, I'm not really sure whether the ingredients are really mixing the way they should be. I think I'm I'm more interested you definitely
3: been cooking too much today. Yeah, <laughs> I cooked one.
2: I cooked one time. Now it's all cooking metaphors. Now it's all cook. Now I'm a fucking expert, and it's just all cooking metaphors all the time. I think that um, you know, Chris Dickinson and Jocka in the end, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. You know, Chris oh, Dickinson and, and James Drake no, and Anthony no. Henry. It's like grilled cheese
3: and tomato soup, no. where you wouldn't okay, want. I'm cutting all your mic. Those- I'm cutting your mic. You're out hey, of here. T, let me let me get my shit in here. I have something I want to get. Get your shit in, A.B. Approximately one year ago, when Rich Craich and I did this same podcast uh, previewing the WWN weekend for last year's WrestleMania, I talked a lot about how excited I was about the Catchpoint and Dissension storyline.
0: (laughs) Uh, There's a good chance we may have talked about that the year prior, too, if I had done this year.
3: I I found the mini doc. Which was one year ago called Catchpoint Everything is Under Control, which by no. the way, I just realized that uh, Bullet Club totally ripped the Catchpoint story. Mm-mm. But uh, that is why, while I think this match will be good, like bell to bell, I could not care less about it going into the weekend because uh, I'm so tired of. Uh, catch point turmoil storylines
0: yeah i'm kind of with you guys as well and that's why i say when i watch this match like the really the one thing i want to happen is it just to end so because like everything else on the show i love and everything else on the show i'm really excited about but that match is just like it's fine like i'm sure it'll be okay but it's just like you really just kind of want it to be over so everything else can get going on there but uh i did look it up for you too at uh the carnage crew devito is still wrestling loke i don't know what's going on so devito can definitely show up and he could i mean loke it's not like he hasn't wrestled in a while it's been uh they're in their 40s now, so that's going to be a problem for the old Carnage Crew. But uh, look, I mean, wrestled September 2017, so I mean, I assume he's still in shape, kind of, right? <laughs> like, he's, you know, waiting by the phone, I'm sure, ready to go. So the Carnage Crew could be on this scramble, but um, we will know. We'll see. Yeah. And I feel like the catch point thing is
2: kind of like um, when you have a friend who's in a bad relationship and they're just like constantly making up and breaking up, and sort of as it goes along, you just really want them to stop being in the relationship, um not because you're concerned about their health but just you're just like sick of
0: hearing about it you've had that same, same conversation over like ten over times again. yeah you're like i well i know like it's always going to be that way like he's lying and da, da, da. like i i know like yeah. at this point like I, I don't know what to tell you anymore like <laughs> that's kind of what it is it's like why are you guys still a unit like there's no need to be together anymore just just stop it's it's over so yeah i'm kind of with you on that so we'll, we'll we'll see how that one goes but uh let's move now to evolve 103 and now you guys are of course also going to the shows right you want to stand brand uh oh
3: so, oh, uh, here we go, <laughs> Dave, well, I would first just like to announce that I have tickets to the show. Aaron Taub does not. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. You well, let's
3: let's let's just us ask the
2: uh, the flagship nation. What's worse? Is it worse to never buy tickets to a show to begin with and just sort of quietly go to another show? Or is it a worse betrayal mm. of Evolve Wrestling? to buy tickets to the show and then start hawking them online. Wow. are you, can
3: see is that someone you're selling on this podcast that. Doing
0: that. Is someone on this you podcast do doing that? go to the Rev I
3: don't know who Aaron, Aaron Taub is talking about. Yourself. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know who Aaron Taub is talking about, but I do know a guy that has two third row tickets for sale <laughs> to Evolve 103. If you're looking for them, probably won't even require face value. I don't know, but like I think that's what he's told me. Um, so if you're looking for that, let me know. Because he's one of your friends, of course, and you'll be able to part, you know. So. Well, I wouldn't call him a friend so much, uh, okay. but I do know him. Okay. We, uh, we interact.
0: <sighs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out what, what's worse. Yeah, give me a sec here. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess it's worse. AT, I'm going to say you're worse because at least Aaron is... Yes. Like, at least That's he bullshit. gave money to the
3: promotion, you know. <laughs> well, look, yeah. look, yeah. I want to... Scream Kaze ni na re, with my friends. That's yeah, all. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and you know, I was holding out hope that uh, Minoru Suzuki was going to be at Supercar of Honor, but it doesn't look like it. It looks like he's only going to be working Rev Pro. So I, I want to see him.
0: Yeah, no, I don't blame you guys. I mean, there's a lot of people making that same move and going to Rev Pro or, or, or you know, figuring out something else. But it stinks because I really like that 103 card. <laughs> I like it a lot. But like, if I'm there, if, if I was going to be in New Orleans, like I'd really have a tough time going to this 103 show. I feel like Rev Pro has such a different like you kind of mentioned with the Russell kind of super show the day prior, where you get the, the the power of New Japan and and how that's such like a whole shit like those guys are there. I I, I may as well go and like, I would feel the same way about a fall 103. And I think a lot of people are feeling that same way as well. Like, You look at the rep pro show, you look at what they have booked, you look at who is booked, and it's really hard to justify going to this Evolve show, particularly when you can see a lot of these other guys in other things. You can go to Evolve 102 the day prior. It's really tough, but it's like a fun card, but I don't know. I feel like in the booking of it, we'll talk about it here in a sec. I feel like they do understand that maybe a lot of people are going to ditch out because it's not, I don't want to say it's like they're it's a good card and I enjoy the, the the matches, but it's not really the big news card. You know what I mean? Like it's not sort of building towards anything. It felt like one two has a lot of important moments. It's got the evolved title match. And this is just kind of matches happening on an afternoon. Do you guys kind of agree with that?
3: Yeah. Like I'm, I mostly agree with that, but my concern is that, you know, Gabe usually builds to that second show. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm really worried that a lot of stuff is going to go down on this show and I'm, I'm going to miss it. If I'm at Rev pro, uh, of course, it's not like the show's not being recorded and I can't watch it later. But that's the one thing that has me, well, other than the fact that I've already got a hundred bucks in this show, that's the, that's the other your thing. Friend, your acquaintance, the person you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, some other guy. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's the other thing that let's really. Call him a, uh, let's call him Aaron B. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, Baron is his yeah. name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that, that's the other thing that has me worried is Gabe usually pays things off on that on that second show.
2: Eh, but there's a second show even later that night With the super show Which is like most of the same guys So really uh, You know the payoff show is maybe even later that day Could be Yeah I yeah. think your friends can be
0: fine <laughs> 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 I'm very concerned about Aaron's friend. I'm glad we're, we're, we're really focusing on him a lot here. So this Thank is good. For, we're helping him get through this. But uh here's the evolve 103 card. I'll break it down real quick and then we can kind of go uh, match by match here. Just kind of break it uh, quickly. You got Timothy Thatcher versus Dominic Garini, you got Air Fox versus DJZ versus Tracy Williams, races versus, versus Jason Kincaid, you got Keith Lee versus Austin Theory, Jaka versus Munori Sawa, Travis Banks versus Chris Dickinson, Walter versus Darby Allen, Matt Riddle versus Dasuke Sakamoto. Uh since we don't I don't know that we necessarily have to go in exactly Match by match because a lot of this stuff doesn't matter all that much. Uh maybe I'll go kind of one by one. Aaron, uh I'll sorry, I'll go A B first. What is your most anticipated match on this card? If you and your friend, you know, maybe if a friend extends an invite if you were to go with your friend to the show.
3: Sure. I think it's gotta be Walter versus Darby Allen. Yeah. Like does. the obviously this I mean, I know we're gonna see Darby against a big dude the night before, but they actually have a really good story building up to this in that Darby mini doc. They go into that how uh Walter you know, got in Darby's face uh, a couple of shows ago and said, this is a pro wrestling ring. What the fuck are you doing here? And uh, Walter, in in his interview in this mini doc, uh, I'm a huge mark, almost feels like he really is like uh, disappointed, distressed, whatever, pissed off that Darby Allen thinks he can be a pro wrestler. And uh, I want to see these guys fight.
2: AT, where are you at with this one? I kind of feel the same way. The show is weird in that it's like a very good show. Like I'm looking at all the matches and I'm like, oh, these will all be very good matches. But it feels um kind of unremarkable almost like like everything looks good, but I don't have a lot of hot takes because I don't know, for me, um, I feel like um I'm most interested in the stories and stuff with Evolve. And it feels like these are just kind of like a lot of like like what you said, just some
0: cool matches on a Friday in New Orleans. Yeah, that's one of my concerns with the show is because like, yeah, Walter versus Darby Allen is definitely my most anticipated match and like everything else is okay. But like Jaka, Sawa is like, all right, whatever, you know, that's fine. And Travis Banks, Dickinson, like that, everything is okay and everything is good. But like, it's really hard to if I was, you look at that Rev Pro show that's running up right up against it. And it's just like, dude, like that show's got, you know, it's got Minoru Suzuki, as you said. It's got, you know, it's just so much. It's got Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tomaru Ishii. It's got just so much more to it. Whereas this show there's fun stuff there. Riddle versus Sakamoto sounds great. Walter versus W. Allen sounds very good. Uh, you know, Keith Lee versus Austin Theory sounds fun, too. But I don't know. It's just it, there's not a ton there. And I feel like I, I think it's pretty easily the worst or the weakest card, I should say. I don't want to say That it, it seems a little too negative. But, but the weakest card of the Dodoyan family, or at least, the, of course, for the Evolve weekend, I think it's far weaker than the 102. Would you guys agree with that?
3: Yeah, we're, we're underselling Riddle-Sakamoto a little, which I think should be excellent. Uh, now, it, it does play into Riddle's kind of worst flaws as a wrestler. It'll be a lot of like, you know, the no cell German suplexes. Sure, right, right. Make up a lot of that match. But uh, it still should be great. And uh, I also want to, you know, give a little bit of shine to Keith Lee versus Austin Theory because it's going to be a huge moment for Austin Theory, like a huge opportunity for him. Sure. And I expect him to uh, really shine in that match. But, yes, overall, I agree with with basically everything you said.
0: Oh, let's move on to uh, the Super Show here, because I think this one will be a little bit more fun to break down. It's going on, of course, Friday, April 6th at 8 p.m. Now. Um, I had been. one
2: one quick thought. Really oh, yeah, quick. go ahead. Sorry, not to be a pain in the butt, um, but I just want to highlight Timothy Thatcher versus Dominic Green. is going to be really good, I think. I think they had some really good um interactions. <laughs> in the, no, fuck you. They had some really good interactions <laughs> The ring comp versus Guarini and Tracy Williams tag team match back at La Boom a couple months ago. The grappling was good and fast and compelling. It's going to be a really good match. We'll see. We'll see. Everyone will know. They're all listening. We're all going to know when we review this, and uh, everyone's going to know the match is good.
0: And I was right, and Aaron Bentley was wrong. It's going to suck. I have no strong takes about Tom McCreney, Timothy Thatcher, unfortunately. So <laughs> I would love to. But uh, yeah, so let's move on here. Uh, so, of course, as you mentioned, 103 going up against Ref Pro on uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, so Friday night, you have Mercury Rising coming up at 8 p.m. Uh, other shows running up against so you got Impact versus Lucha Underground at 9. Uh, WWE Hall of Fame at 8, of course. Uh, you guys, I really hope you're going both well to the Super Show. Yes. Okay. Hard, right. Yes. Yeah, we'll 50. be there. Are okay. our tickets together for
2: that show? Yeah, I think so. Sick. Yeah, we got a whole gang of us and our friends are
0: going. Oh, hell
2: yeah, nice. Yeah, Aaron's Aaron's wife Sarah's coming, so it's gonna be
0: yeah. She's we're great. She's gonna have a
3: good time. time. I, I enjoy that
0: greatly <laughs> when she would come to to ROH and AW and stuff. So that's that'll be fun for sure. Yeah, she's gonna go
3: to like uh, at least last year. Like I sent her off to Disney World for like part of a day, but she's gonna go to like eight wrestling shows. Uh,
0: nice. Okay, so she's fully is she fully on board? Is she excited about it or?
3: I don't know that excited is the right word.
0: Uh, (laughs) Supportive is probably the word, right?
3: Like, she was uh, so miserable during Joy Janela's spring break last year. Oh. it's at midnight? And it, like, super plays to people who grew up watching wrestling in the 90s, you know? I guess, yeah. And she didn't, so...
2: And also, it's important to note that Aaron and Sarah are both straight edge, so I feel like... Oh, I forgot. Fun. I was
0: going to say You get nice and liquored up, but I forget that you guys... Yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, sh- yeah. I should have known that, having hung out with you guys numerous times at this yeah, point. She really I knew you but I thought she wasn't.
3: Okay. Now that... Okay. Well, I mean, straight edge is like a, a thing, but she's not... But she doesn't... Yeah, doesn't drink, so...
0: Oh, so Okay, so then Joy Janelle's would be a miserable experience. Then. Okay, I get that, because like... I mean, I
3: had a great time. Yeah, well, no, because, yeah, <laughs> you can get high off, you know, Glacier, but right. <laughs> you cannot, so unfortunately... I'm like... I'm like taking a bump of dink, you know?
0: that's a soundbite for the ages right there i love it so let's go to the super show here you guys are both going to this friday april 6 8 p.m uh we'll run down the card here real quick and we can talk about some highlights here uh, you got a shine championship match you got lufisto versus holly dead uh darby allen djz and trey miguel versus austin theory travis banks and zachary wentz uh will osprey versus matt riddle uh dickinson and Jocka versus walter and timothy thatcher zach sabre jr versus minori sawa and then keith lee versus dusky sakamoto a lot of stuff to like on that show. I'll start with you, AT. Uh, e. What is your most anticipated match on this show? For me, I think it, Ooh, that's tough. It's yeah, a toss I, up. To you that. know what?
2: I'm going to say my number one um, is going to be the Evolve- I so. oh. match. I got
0: that real wrong. Okay.
2: Uh, I, you know, no, I only go for like the real true Joshi, you know, I'm kind of a purist now yeah, these yeah. days. Um, we're going to see our girlfriend, Mayu Iwatani, uh, the next night. She, uh, she's our wife. First of all, our of wife, course. our waifu as, as they're known in the culture I'm learning, <laughs> uh, in any event, I think my favorite match is on the show has got to be Chris Dickinson and Jaka against ring comp. I think it's going to be a barn burner. Um, Chris Dickinson tagged us in our in his tweet where he was like lifting weights with the American flag in the background. So we have to you know, we're pretty um, easily influenced by really any kind of attention. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, so we're really excited for this. I'm really excited for this match. I'm we're I'm a we're both really big uh, Chris Dickinson and Jaka fans. And uh, we've been waiting on this. I think really ever since Walter and Thatcher sort of Showed up in the promotion. We were like, all right, when are we getting Doom Patrol versus Ring Comp? I think it's going to be sick. They're going to kill each other. And um, look, I said it on Twitter, but um, usually I'm anti-nationalism. But if it's against Germans, it's okay. (laughs) It's incredible. No, No offense to any people of German descent. You know, on this podcast, uh, yeah, jeez, Christ. Wow, I feel very threatened. I, I do <laughs>
0: well, Uh, but uh, yeah, so it'd a- a- be where are you at with this? Because I hope you have a right answer because that was a terrible answer right there.
3: But uh, <laughs> yeah, the the correct answer, of course, is Keith Lever. Yeah, okay, Ice- thank oh, no. so, you. Yeah,
0: I understand why they call you the wrong boys, but uh, yeah, yes. definitely one man dragging that entire thing down. But,
2: uh... <laughs> oh, I, mean, it's look. Fair. I did just, I kind of, um, you
0: know, I did just, um, you know. Chris a jaka What are you doing? No, I know uh, that match is going to be pretty awesome. But I, I, I'm i joking, all those things aside. But yeah, no, Keith yeah, Lee yeah. versus Sakamoto sounds fucking incredible.
4: All
3: I know is this match was once announced for a promotion in London, England. Keith Lee versus Sakamoto. And I literally considered what it would take to get uh, to fly there to see the match. Uh, just because, I don't know. It's got to be one of the best. Of all the talent that they've announced for this weekend, this might be the best single match they could put together it really is yeah I mean if you talk about styles too and, and
0: guys it, it, all that you hope is that they like because Keith Lee's wrestling a lot this weekend as well and that, and that's one of the things that I've, I've sort of mentioned it's one of my thoughts that I've mentioned a lot of times on, on these preview podcasts and it's the one thing that I always kind of get disappointed every rest weekend and and it's not every single match it's not every single show or whatever sometimes things do surprise us, but these guys are working so many times in so many different shows that you're really like great you know, amazing like this match we're going to talk about at the end of the year, the so match of the year contender stuff. Those don't really pop up nearly as much in these bloated weekends now, and that, that's fine because like the weekends are more about kind of the the, the popping circumstance, the guys coming out, the the fun shows, the fun matches. But this is one that I really hope, like I, I really want it to be like incredible, and I think it has the capacity to be incredible. I just I, I wonder if like Lee is going to be up for it, and not to say he's not going to give effort, but like there's only so much you can give. Like Sakamoto, I know he's going to bring it, but I, I don't know. Amy, where do you where, where are you on that? Do you do you think? it has the chance to be that one that at the end of the weekend we're, we're talking about and bringing up again
3: yeah because as i'm thinking about it i don't think keith lee has that many bookings like he's exclusive to wwn and he's not working spring break he's not working blood sport oh you're right okay i thought he i forget that he wasn't on those yeah
0: you're right you know okay yeah so he's, he's the he's style not him, but i mean is- come on <laughs> i
3: mean <laughs> What'd you say? I missed that. Uh, he's doing style battle, but I mean, oh, yeah. are you really ever doing style? Is anybody right. really doing style battle? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not working progress, right?
0: So uh, I don't believe so. No, he didn't pop up on progress.
3: So I think he's only on the uh, Evolve shows, the WWN show, and then style battle. Oh, wait, okay. That's interesting then. Okay. So unless he goes like uh, all the way in the, in the style battle and works like... What, three matches or whatever? I don't know. I, have, I don't know anything <laughs> about style battle. That's the next night anyway. Okay. Yeah. So I anything about
2: style bad. wrestling Nick Gage.
3: Oh, yeah. That's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. Anyway, I think on this night, he could still have uh, most of his energy. And I, don't, I haven't thought a lot about what could be like the match coming out of this weekend. Um, but this has got to be up there for sure.
0: So, At, you said you don't have any strong Sakamoto thoughts. You haven't seen him all that much, but are you still anticipating this match, regardless? Of, just, just based off a little bit of the hype that you've kind of heard around him.
2: Yeah, I, I, I trust um, the the pro wrestling cognoscenti. Um. So yeah, I think it's going to be really good. I, I enjoyed Sakamoto when I saw. I watched a tag match with him and Okabayashi against um, the twin two towers. other guys, Twin, the Twin Towers. Yeah um the draw the draw i watched oh, right yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 that was really fun um
3: he, at's not really in, though he's not really into like he doesn't like ishii he's not really into that whole style oh, of just really guys a just boy. beating
0: the hell out of me yeah, yeah he's a wrong boy for sure but no that's yeah fair. yeah that's he sucks fair. he's really but bad I, I, I think this should turn yeah i think sakamoto yeah no on.
2: i think yeah i think it's gonna be good the problem with some of these more obscure um Or these like I don't know, not obscure, but sort of the 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 uh the less popular uh, Japanese companies is that the video quality that you get online is not very good.
0: Right, I'm with that. That's my beef with it. That's fair. Um, so as far as we we talked, yeah, (laughs) Uh, we talked (laughs) about um, we did not talk about Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sawa. I don't know. do, do, you, do you have it? I think it's going to be very good. It's just I, I don't know that I'm like that big of a Sawa fan. Like I've seen some of his stuff. As I said, I, I saw one of his matches and now I've seen uh, a couple since then. And Sabre's, you know, obviously I, I'm a big fan of Sabre, but I, I don't know exactly. How, I, I imagine Sabre's really excited about it. It's going to be very grapple heavy and I imagine it's going to be pretty solid, but I just don't really have a good feel for it. Do you, do you guys have an idea of kind of what we're getting there?
2: Yeah, I'm excited about it because I thought Brian Danielson versus Sawa was good, and Zach Saber Jr. is the new Brian Danielson, so ipso facto, good match. Uh, I think it's gonna be no, I think it's gonna be fun, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. And I I always I hope Zach retains and uh and and gets to have a, a another big evolve championship match and add another uh you know another scalp on on this. I mean, this guy's just having. A, this is my one moment to sort of preach to the, the general voices of wrestling bubble. Zack Sabre jr. Is having a phenomenal championship run. I mean, he's just has great matches every time out in this company. And I'm, it's awesome that he's doing what he's in, what he's doing in new Japan and, and more and more people are getting to see what, you know, a phenomenal wrestler, this guy is. Um, but this title reign has just been really, really good. Everything has been great. Um, so I hope he gets another big defense here and and, and wins the title. Um, I wish you were just like a little less afraid of talking to strangers, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, That's okay. awesome. Uh, Osprey Riddle. We haven't thought talked about that yet. Uh, should we talk about that? I don't know. I, it, it's weird. It's like two dudes that I should be good. I don't know. That match, for whatever reason, I just kind of passed over it. And I've, I've looked at it this weekend, but it's not one that really sticks out in my mind. I'm not entirely sure why I'm not excited about it. But I should be, right?
3: Yeah, it's got to be two of the least curious men in all of wrestling uh, <laughs> matching up. But they always both bring it. It's going to be fun. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I don't know what, what sort of bizarre thing Osprey will talk Riddle into doing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Uh, oh, yeah. It's going to be very stupid. Oh, yeah, no. Exactly. It's, it's going I be was trying to say that weekend. in the nicest possible way. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, like, Osprey's not working that much, right? So, uh, hopefully, we'll get something crazy out of him.
0: And then uh, you guys have any thoughts on the Shine Championship match? I do not follow Shine. I don't know. Uh, Apparently, I don't know if you do either. But um, I know that some people are pretty excited about that. But yeah, I I unfortunately do not know anything about uh, Lufisto or Holly Dead.
3: I saw Lufisto at the WWN Super Show last year, I think. And uh, she was very good. I think it was her versus Tony Storm, which was a very cool match. But I have no clue who Holly Dead is. Uh, But... I look forward to seeing her work. <laughs> yeah. And then the one match we didn't talk
0: about, we might as well go over that too. Uh, Darby Allen, DJZ, and Trey Miguel uh, versus Austin Theory, Travis Banks and Zachary Wentz. How much of, uh, of Wentz have you guys seen? And how many of Trey Miguel have you guys seen? Because I've seen a bunch uh, with them in AEW. They're pretty local here. And I think you're going to be pretty surprised and pretty impressed. Uh, Wentz in particular, he's been going to Dragon Gate and, and really improving a lot. He's a guy to keep your eye on for sure this weekend. Like he's not booked a ton of places. He's doing a lot of undercards, but he's a guy that could really have a great weekend, really break out. And this could be a good opportunity for him as well.
3: Yeah, I think I saw those dudes at A.A.W. uh, when I hung out with you and uh, Jeremy from Voices of Wrestling. Yes. I'm pretty sure they worked that show and uh, they were very good. I think I've seen them a handful of other times, uh, not live, but online. And uh, I think this will probably be crazy because they're all going to be trying to show out a little. And, you know, night one, I'll probably look around for what's the highest thing somebody could jump off of and uh, expect one of these people to do it. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, go I
2: haven't seen either of those guys, but if, if Zachary Wentz is uh, a quarter as good as Milo has said that he is in the voices of wrestling slack, uh, I think we're in for something special.
0: He's good, and and, and like uh, Bentley said, he he's a guy that will like take risks. And this is a great weekend for him to do that. It's a great weekend for him to sort of stand out and really make his name. So yeah, he's a guy that that definitely. I mean, and, and DJZ is one of those guys too. He for whatever reason, despite like all of his health issues, will still jump off a of balcony whenever he can. So yeah, I would definitely try to scout where high points are and definitely assume that Wentz or uh, DJ Z are probably going to jump off those at one point too and Allen as well and that's forgetting that Darby Allen is in the match too who will probably take the fall like through the floor or something like that because he's you know Darby and it does what it is but uh so that's kind of our weekend now, of course we're not doing style battle that's gonna be a separate podcast because uh aaron uh, bentley did not want to talk about style battle even though me and aaron uh at were really excited to do so but that's all right that's uh, you know we'll, <laughs> we'll get to style battle eventually but as far as this weekend guys which of those three so we talked about the super show uh we talked about 103 we talked about 102 which one are you really looking forward to and which one are you maybe least looking forward to if you go to all of them
2: yeah well um I would say that I'm probably um, most definitely most excited for the Thursday night show. Cause I think that that's like uh, I'm really fired up for the Zach Riddle title match. I'm fired up for A. R. Fox versus Will Ospreay. Um, I think the dream tag team match is going to be great. One thing we kind of dropped the ball on here on this show. Um, and I'm not blaming anyone. This is a team failure is just not really going announcing the matches with the proper um, titles. Uh, <laughs> you're right i did not i think <laughs> I mean, we left out things, you know, really good do you have them uh handy oh yeah okay oh, the best sure. ones do the that, best yeah. ones are um the daisuke sakamoto and minara sawa versus timothy thatcher and walters the de- the definition of a dream match and <laughs> the literal
0: def- the definition of a dream match is
2: yeah okay. that's what the, so yeah it, and then the sixth man i just wanted to point this out it's then you know, because all the matches have special titles, like it's main event number one, main event number two, special challenge match, in in you know Sapolsky fashion. But the main the the six man match is called the six man tradition continues with the stars who will lead indie wrestling in two thousand eighteen. Oh, and that's, um, that's the title. Not really. <laughs> you
0: know, I mean, those, some of those guys maybe, but I don't know. I mean,
2: yeah. Look, look. I'm just saying that I'm a freelance writer by trade. I do this kind of editing all the time. You can always hit me up just if you want to kind of tighten things up a little bit <laughs> i'm always here to workshop this
0: kind of stuff i forget that that that's the six man right yeah because that's yeah, always been that the six man Ooh, oh wow we missed it. yeah those are usually very good and, and like that match is great like I, I i'm gonna enjoy that match but that's usually like the star-studded affair that six man yeah it's wow, it. really speaks to that weekend man yeah i didn't even think of that shit yeah stop. Well, that's why you need to read the title. I know. I feel bad that I didn't do it. I'm usually very good about doing that. I, I, I feel bad. <laughs> so I apologize to you, and I apologize to the listeners that uh, that I did not do a proper job uh, of that. But, yeah, as far as, so you, you got, you know, ATU solo yeah. said Thursday back show. On track. Yeah, yeah, Thursday night show is going to be
2: sick. Yeah, yeah. I'm the least excited for the Friday night show, and that's why I'm not going um (laughs) i think yeah if i were more excited maybe i would go um but uh but yeah and i think that this is going to be a really good weekend i guess one thing that kind of i'm looking at these cards now in that um not seeing because there are so many stars some of the guys who've been impressing on kind of the undercards are not getting a lot of shine like i think james drake and anthony henry only have the one match um sort of uh booked so far and they been, they had a really great weekend uh, last time out. So, uh, you know, maybe they'll get involved. I, that was just a straight thought. I'm sorry. I just keep. I just keep rambling. That's I'm going to awesome. let you guys that's talk. Awesome. This is
0: the voice wrestling flagship. Are you kidding? Like, <laughs> right, right, right. right. Find up,
2: AT, come on. <laughs> it's a very yeah. brand. The Segment's yeah. over.
0: Let's go. Let's yeah.
2: If we don't, if, if yeah. What do you I think feel you like I don't know any kink things to talk about right now. Yeah, that's okay. Like, I one week without kinks is probably. <laughs> right. <good. laughs> right, yeah. This is a, yeah, Joe's not here. It is a safe space for vanilla sex enjoyers. Thank God. And, uh, <laughs>
0: it's really good. Good old classic. Yeah, it's sort of, yeah. You know, speak for
3: yourself, boys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you don't have to ask me, Rich, because Aaron gave the only right answers. Obviously, 102 is the best show and 103 is the worst show. And where do you kind of go on the super show? Because I think
0: that's when usually in in, in prior weekends, like because this is weird because you got the impact versus Lucha Underground and in in like no other year and in no other universe would I be like, well, dude, I'm going to I might go to the impact versus Lucha Underground. But do you guys kind of get that feel with that super show that I don't know that it it, it, good show, but I don't know that it's like that overwhelming. Oh, my God, like of all the shows this weekend, that's the one you got to go to. And and usually that's how I feel about the show. Are you guys a little I I don't know. Are you guys kind of in between on that one or do you think it's going to be all? are you pretty all in on it?
3: Well, there's – okay, there are two schools of thought on this because he usually tries to do something a little different. Like last year, they did Evolve versus Progress. So you were seeing something different on that card. This is pretty much the same guys you've seen already at 102 and 103, but you can't sleep on Lee versus Sekimoto, Doom Patrol versus Ring Comp, Osprey versus Riddle, that six-man. I mean, it's a good card. I I think you're underselling the the card yeah. Yeah. yeah right. As, right. You, you slept on it just right there. Well, I'm not as fired up about it as you are, A.T., I'm sorry. Wow.
2: Huge disrespect for Zach Saber Jr., which maybe right. he deserves because, no. you know, if he were deserving of respect, you would see him out, you know, canvassing with the Democratic Socialists in America. <laughs> he lives in New York,
0: man, right? I mean, like lives in, in Europe, you should be in your local area, right?
2: I don't know. I'm just saying you hear all this talk about socialism, and then when you're out in the streets, um, you know, you don't really see him. So I don't know. Um, you know, maybe he's just kind of has some social anxiety. I don't know.
3: Yeah, maybe he's just a socialist in the tweets and a Tory in the streets. She, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Watch that. Mm. Sorry, everybody.
0: How about I that? enjoyed it. I enjoyed it nonetheless. But, uh, that was great.
3: My, my thing about Sabre versus Sawa, since we've just gone off course a million times uh, on this part of the preview, is that Sabre is at his best when he's a dickhead and he just starts, like, kicking the shit out of somebody. And I don't think he's going to do that to Sawa. Like, I think this is going to be a, like a grappling exhibition and uh, right. mm-hmm. like a very respectful match. And Sabre's at his best when he's completely disrespectful of his opponent. I'm
0: mean, with it too, but there could be a chance where they're both disrespectful to it, it, it could almost turn into that, which I, that, that'd yeah, be that'd the be hope cool. is that Sawa comes in there and just slaps the fuck out of him. And then it's just both these dudes just trying to kick the fuck out of each other for the entire time, which that would be cool. I mean, it's still going to be very grapple heavy, but it could be like, Dickish, like 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 what we all love about Zack Sabre Junior when he gets into that real like I'm gonna be yeah. a dickhead and stretch you in ways you didn't even think you could, and then Sawa on the other side is like, oh, well, wait till you see what I can do. So that could be a pretty fun. I, I hope it is more that than like respectful. Like, oh, let's show off each other's grapples. It is just like two dudes just trying to stretch the fuck out of each other. It's be my hope. But uh, so just before we kind of wrap up here, aside from the WBN, aside from Evolve, uh, what's the show you guys are most looking forward to this weekend? You're obviously both going to New Orleans. Is there one show in particular, start uh, AB, uh, one show other than the Evolve family that you're really, really looking forward to?
3: Look, it's got to be spring break, right? Are you bringing her again? Of oh, course. Cool. Well uh, look, we're should, staying we're staying in the hotel across the street from the venue. Uh, let so her go home. <laughs> she go, go home. <laughs> uh, I mean I did already pay like whatever. What do we are we in the front row? Sixty bucks for these tickets? It might uh, be second row. Okay, so maybe I didn't pay sixty bucks. The front rows went to
2: people who bought like all of the
3: um Oh yeah, the special like, ticket packages. Yeah. Yeah, so but it's got like I'm not as stoked on the card as I was last time, but It it over the card over delivered last year, so I'd be shocked if this isn't the best time of the weekend.
2: Oh yeah, Janelle is just doing something. He's just on another wave. I'm so excited. The all the um yeah all the video packages for that show have just oh.
0: Dude, how great of those better? We talked about this oh. on the preview of just like the the branding. I mean, for for all like our, our branders, our hashtag branders, and I know. Hashtag branders. Yeah, like, dude, oh my God. He's nailing oh, it. Like, The Windows XP thing. He's got like fake file names. Like, it's it's just it's it hits the like 18 to 35, like fucking perfect. Like, I don't know that anybody else would really get it, but like, man, our age group and like especially our nerdy like subsect of that age group is just oh my god I'm 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 really regretting of all things that I regret this entire weekend not being able to go to Joey Janela's is definitely one of those and I might still find a way to try to get it it's not possible I'll be in in LA but you know what it's night I can maybe sneak away maybe I put her to bed and kind of sneak away take a you know red eye flight to Janela come back like I think I can maybe pull it off but uh yeah we'll see how it goes but no that that one I'm definitely regretting the most so now since that was both the cheap answer other than Joey Janela's spring break do you guys have another show that you're definitely looking forward to Uh, yeah or do you want to talk Ab?
3: I just want to say that I might cry if I get to stand with my friends and sing Kazanina Ray. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like an that. experience live. It's it's great live.
3: Just yeah. watching the, um, the Strong Style Evolve show and hearing all the American fans get to sing Kazanina Ray uh, made me emotional in ways that I'm uh, not ashamed of. And so... Uh, I really hope my friend can get rid of those tickets. Is all I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to go just because there's tickets. I mean, you could you could go to another show. Yeah,
0: it's called I a sunk cost. Yeah, dude. I was gonna say you've already spent that money. There's no point in like ruining your night just because of that. I know. I know. It just okay. it, tell it, your friend he doesn't have to go. It's you've already paid for the tickets. You're not you. You know. If you get the money back, you do. If you don't, you don't. So maybe you can talk to Gabe too. Yeah. Say there's a family emergency came up or something. You could do that.
3: Yeah. Let me talk to G- I mean, Gabe. Gabe uh, really likes me. So I <laughs> think that would And Gabe is nothing if not a man who is open to giving refunds all the yeah, time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the, the other thing about that, <laughs> the other thing about that Rev Pro show is the Zach versus Ishii match. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, I was already fired up for it. And then the exchanges they had on Strong Style Evolve just ratcheted that up like a hundred percent. So, uh, that show's going to be great. <laughs> if you can go, of course. If my friend can go,
0: right. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, AT, other, otherwise, what's your, uh, your non Janela one? Because that's she, I realize I have yeah. to not ask people that and and, and also exclude Janela because I feel like everybody's anticipating that match so, or that show. So what's your, your non-Janella, non evolve favorite show of the week?
2: I'm really excited for Ring of Honor. I think that's like the Cody Omega story has been yeah. good. I'm fired up to see that. I, I, I'm excited for the Ibushi Hangman Page match. It's like a really good... Card, um, who are the, the Briscoes are wrestling like a cool team, too, right? I, uh, should, yeah, I don't have it up, I but, don't
0: have it in front of me. I, yeah. I forgot who they're against. There was yeah. a
2: good Briscoes match. I uh, and uh, um, city
3: machine guns, or did I make that up? I that feel was like it's someone
2: else. I yeah, feel like
0: it's someone um, uh, uh, oh, uh, I
2: thought, uh, uh, yeah, I want to say it's like Tanahashi
0: and Lethal against the Briscoes. Oh, that's cool, but let me just, uh, I think, I think that's correct. I don't have it in front of me, but I, be- I believe that is correct. Yeah. I should have that as, um, um, but yeah, life has been previous this weekend, but. Uh yeah, It is yeah. indeed. It's 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 Tanahashi and Jay Lethal. So yeah, that sounds great.
3: you hey, take out yeah. that part where I said something really dumb about this match.
0: Yeah, um,
2: <laughs> leave it in. But I'm I'm really excited. Also, I don't even know what you were talking about, so I'm gonna leave it in. You think I'm gonna huge, edit this stuff?
0: Like, yeah, fuck I that. Dog <laughs> earlier, and that's it. I'm not going go back in and editing that. What? Oh, get
2: out of here. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> for um for just also to just be with so many people at a non WWE show. I'm like a very much. An anti WWE fan, so it's going to be cool to like stand with so many, you know, people who are pursuing, you know. Like, I'm just excited that it feels like there's real competition and people have choices. And so, I'm excited to just be like at a big gathering of wrestling fans. That's not. I'm not going to any WWE shows this weekend. I'm really. Wow,
3: you're really cool, At. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) oh, what a rebel! What a ah, rebel! Slander, AB, are you going to WrestleMania? I'm not going to WrestleMania. I went last year and Wait, hold on, so you're not going to take over either. No, I'm not. No. no I'm going, to, I'm going to Ring of Honor. Uh, takeover. take over those tickets go too quickly, man. It's just, yeah, yeah. I really find still to there, but yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. And like the cards well, yeah. you guys talk about this on the flagship. The cards never pump me up and then the shows are great. So I would like to be in the building, but it's just it didn't work out.
0: No, that, that's fair. All right. Um, before we let you guys go, uh, let each of you kind of get your plugs out of the way again. I'll uh, start at AT. Uh, get your plugs out of the way, your Twitter account, all the other good stuff.
2: Yeah, Twitter account at AP Taub. Um, the New York Health Act is a bill in the New York State Senate right now. <laughs> it offers comprehensive, universal health care, free at the point of service to all New Yorkers, regardless of employment or immigration status. So if you want this bill to become law and you want to go to the, the doctor without worrying about how much money it's going to cost you, Call the New York State Senate switchboard <laughs> 518-455-2800 and let them know that you will not stand for anything less than true comprehensive universal health care. I thought this was a bit, but it wasn't.
0: That's the most serious that podcast has ever gotten. I love it. I Thank know. you. All right. What else are your plugs, AT?
2: Oh, yeah. Listen to our podcast. Everything evolves on the Voices of Wrestling ne- uh, Podcasting Network. Proud members all the time at EvolvePod. Um That's, that's
3: all I got at AP tab at AP. Yeah. I said, I said at the beginning, sure. I just wanted to get it in one more time for you. Yeah. Uh, Uh, AB here. (laughs) I'm at Aaron, like the car. You can find me there. You can find me at evolve pod. We'll be up with our, uh, not just a little more in depth preview next week, but also, uh, if you can imagine more irreverent, I imagine we will talk about, uh, why the wrestlers should seize the means of production. And I imagine we will talk about uh, watching porn in cars with your friends. <laughs> All the great stuff
0: of that. All right, Aaron's thank you guys very much for coming on here and preview. Oh, thanks you. so All much for having on the weekend.
3: Thanks bud. Appreciate it. Yeah, this is great.
0: Guys. I just want to take a quick break from our big WrestleMania preview to let you know that this episode of the voice wrestling flagship podcast is sponsored by our friends at dollar shave club and guys your bathroom called it's time to give it the cleaning it deserves. Get rid of all the junk that's lying around, freshen it up with high quality products from Dollar Shave Club. Members like me, we get everything we need for a morning routine delivered right to our door. I just got a shipment a few days ago. Um, we've been on vacation for a few days and nothing gets you ready for a vacation like a great package from Dollar Shave Club and of course with WrestleMania weekend coming, you guys can still order and still make sure that you are looking your best this weekend. So here's a scoop. Dollar Shave Club is more than just razors. It's better than shopping at the store. Dollar Shave Club has everything that you need for your bathroom. They got razors. They have shave butter. They have shampoo. They have body wash. They have toothpaste. They have everything. Everything you need to look, smell, and feel your absolute best. I get an amazing high-quality shave every single morning for my Dollar Shave Club executive razor. It is, without a doubt, the best razor I have ever used. The nurse uses it. She loves it demands. I I order Dollar Shave Club every single month, and it's exactly, it's it's the best. That executive razor is unbelievable. Also, the Dr. Carver Shave Butter, we've talked about it before. It's fantastic as well. It goes on clear, so you can see what you're shaving. And since Dollar Shave Club delivers everything to you, you don't have to step foot in a store, wander a bunch of aisles, get the random key that opens up the razors, and figure out what body wash is going to work for you. None of that. You're done with that. What you're going to do right now is you're going to clean your bathroom and your morning routine. You're going to join Dollar Shave Club today. And just for 5 bucks that's only $5, with free shipping, you will get a six-blade executive razor plus trial sizes of the shave butter, the body cleansers, and the infamous one-wipe Charlies. Then, the blades keep coming for just a few bucks more a month. Get yours today, dollarshaveclub.com slash voices. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash voices. And we thank them, of course, for sponsoring this week's episode. And helping us preview Shimmer, Style Battle, and Beyond Wrestling, it's Taylor Mainberg. What's going on, Taylor? Hey, not much. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing great. Doing great. Uh, I want to let people know for, uh, before we kind of break down these cards and get into the nuts and bolts, uh, get your plugs out of the way where people can find you on Twitter, uh, where they can find some of your other work as well.
5: Sure. It's just a simple one. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, the handle is pay Mambo T A M A I M B O. Uh, I post very randomly and not with any sort of pattern or frequency. Uh, <laughs> But you can follow me there, and um, I'm always doing um, previews for Voice of Wrestling and things like that, reviews. So I'll post all of those um, there, so you can see them. Yes.
0: Yeah, so we got some fun little cards here to talk about uh, with Beyond uh, Shimmer and, and Style Battle. R- real question, you know, one quick question before we kind of break down those down. Uh, are you going to New Orleans this weekend?
5: I am not going to New Orleans. I debated it, um, but I went to Long Beach last. Uh, weekend now for the strong style evolve. So I just felt that I had to pick one or the other in terms of budgeting. And so I figured I've been to new Orleans, my family's from there. So I've been a bunch. So it's oh, not okay, really okay. a city that I have to see, or, you know, I want to visit really as a tourist. Um, So I figured I would skip it. And with WrestleMania coming to New York where I live next year, I figured I'll catch it next year. And I enjoy not being there not that i enjoy not being there but i enjoy streaming them as much as probably i would seeing them because i get to see so much now that all of these companies have streams and there's you know high spots and there's club wwn or fight and there's all these different things it's very easy to watch you know just sit all day and watch as much wrestling as i can possibly
0: handle so i'm ex- i'm looking forward to it yeah and there, there's something to be said for that too because i think one, one thing that's cool too is like you could you could presumably if you really wanted to have like two screens going with one you know shows that are up head to head like you can have yeah. one screen at one or or you can just you know on, on video on demand watch the other one you know that night or whatever whereas if you're there live obviously you have to make that decision you're pretty much locked into that decision later unless you want to you know go home to your hotel room and watch you know evolve later when you get home and whatnot so there's definitely a, a benefit to sort of staying home and, and watching on streaming as well if you can't get there i mean of course uh anybody who you know if you can't get there and the you know, financially possible, you definitely want to. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll plan on being there next year as well for for New York. So it'll be pretty cool to kind of see it. it. Seems like from when all these previews that we're gonna have a nice little crew there next year. It seems like a lot of people uh, are planning on doing that. So that'll be pretty cool uh, to check out. But let's get to the cards that we uh, we're, we're going to preview here today. Uh, we got a kind of a, a potpourri of different stuff here. We got Beyond Wrestling, as mentioned. Uh, we got Shimmer, and we have on Style Battle, the uh, infamous Style Battle. Uh, we're going to start here with Beyond Wrestling, who has. I would say probably the most unique card of the entire weekend um, in a sense that, you know, for, and it's much more like some people have sort of joked about it, made jokes that, you know, gotten, you know, it's been the kind of the butt of of some I don't know. It, it, cause it's an all intergender show and there's some stuff that people have gotten wrong. But one thing that I, I, I don't mind about this, and I'm kind of curious on your thoughts, is that I, I appreciate them doing something different. Like I'm not gonna go to the show. <laughs> I wouldn't watch this show. I'm not interested in this show, but I appreciate that instead of just doing the same show that everyone else is doing, because a lot of other companies are. I mean, the difference between a Russell Khan and and an Evolve and a you know a WN Super Show and whatnot, there's not a ton there. But this show feels Almost as different as, as Bloodsport, Joe Ginevra, Spring Break, those sort of vibes. But this one really stands out. It's like being a very unique show. So I do appreciate that standpoint. You know, that they're they're trying to kind of stand out on their own. What do you think about this card? Kind of before we break down the the, the actual matches of it.
5: I I agree. Um, these midnight shows to me, it's so late in the day. It, there's so much other wrestling going on. That's very you know some of it isn't super serious. But there's dream matches, and everyone's giving a hundred percent because they know a lot of people are watching and they're doing a lot of matches. I like the uniqueness of saying, you know, the shows at midnight beyond could run a, a, a beyond show quote unquote. And people probably wouldn't talk about it that much. Cause there's just so much going on. It's hard to break through the, the noise of all the other shows, you know, uh, Kota Bushi and Kenny Omega and Ring mm-hmm. of Honor and WrestleMania itself that I appreciate at least trying to do something different. I understand for some people it's going to be a turnoff because they don't like intergender, which some people don't, which is fine. But to me, especially being at midnight, these midnight shows – People are tired. You've been watching so much wrestling. Just do something fun with it. So I appreciate it from that perspective.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's that, that's definitely a good point. I mean, the time—I forgot to mention that it's it's at eleven fifty-five on on um on Thursday. So it's obviously like your your midnight a show. It's not really running up against anything. Russell Con's at nine thirty. Uh, Evolve one hundred two is at eight p.m. So it's pretty much on its own. And and yeah, I think that's a great idea because as you said, if they if it was just like a normal Beyond show and it was just like Chris Dickinson versus somebody and like they just try to run like a show that just was there or whatever, it would I. I don't know why anybody would go or why it would stand out. Like you said, it would just get lost kind of in the shuffle. And if it was one where they, you know, maybe instead of – you know, doing a normal Beyond show, they stacked up with your normal kind of super indie guys or whatever. But again, there's like 15 other shows doing the super indie thing. So like, while it doesn't appeal to me, and I probably would not watch it, I do appreciate that they decided to kind of buck the trend and sort of do something a little bit different here. So so that is definitely something. And like you said, because it's the midnight show, I think that is, it leaves a little room for like, hey, look, let's just like fuck around with this thing or whatever in this concept. And and hey, it might work and it might be a thing. And maybe they, they, they tap into something that's kind of cool and they can do this every single weekend. Like every weekend, Beyond runs, or every single WrestleMania weekend, Beyond runs this like crazy you know intergender show or whatever and it's it, it's different and it's unique and and obviously you know we we found out with joey Janella and we'll find out this year with uh, uh blood sport that sometimes unique uh can can attract a lot of people as well so we'll see how that uh that goes here But let's break down the card here and then we can kind of go um and some stuff that stands out for us. Uh, we got Matt Riddle versus Deanna Perazu. We got Jimmy Havoc versus Jessica Havoc. Uh, Timothy Thatcher versus Tony Storm. That Jimmy Havoc, Jessica Havoc is pretty cool too with the Havocs. Like, because that's just such a beyond that's a they would book. Uh, Timothy Thatcher versus Tony Storm. Uh, Joey Janelle and Penelope Ford versus Orange Cassidy and Session Moth Martina. Uh, Joey Ryan and Laura James versus the Rumblebees. Mia Yim versus Wheeler Yuta versus MJF versus Tessa Blanchard. That's a unique one there. Uh, Doom Patrol versus Twisted Sisters. And just announced a few days ago, uh, Kimberly versus Tracy Williams for the Power. Powerbond TV championships. So Taylor, I'll ask you any matches that kind of stand out to you or ones that you're like, Oh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that one.
5: Um, probably the one I'm looking most forward to now is the doom patrol match. Uh, just because mainly I voted for them last year in the observer newsletter awards for tag team of the year. I think I voted them second or maybe third. I think they're a great team. And so I think any match with them, I'm excited to see just because I think they're a great team. I haven't seen either Thunder Rosa or Holiday, but I've heard great things. So I think that could be a, a, a great match. Tony Storm versus Tim Thatcher. Anytime Tim Thatcher is out of the universe of Evolve, <laughs> right, right? where he bores me to tears, I think he's great. It's he's very a different great, human being. It's great. so weird. I don't understand it. If, if you've great. never...
0: Yeah, if you've never done that, if you've never watched, if if your only exposure to Timothy Thatcher is the Evolve the WWE universe, it, it, it's eye opening to see him in WXW or even, like you said, even in like a Beyond. It's like night and day. I do, I do not understand it. I cannot even rationalize why that is the case, but it is hundred percent true.
5: So those probably are uh, the two most anticipated. You know, I was looking forward to uh, Joey Janelle and Penelope Ford. It was originally announced as uh, versus Darby Allen and Priscilla Kelly. Uh, which I thought would be really fun because I thought that the four of them would probably do some wild, climb up into the rafters and throw each other down or something like that. That, but now that Priscilla is booked for Tokyo Joshi Pro at the same time, they obviously had to change the match. So that's mm-hmm. a bit disappointing. But with Janela on WrestleMania weekend, I'm sure something will happen that will <laughs> have people talking, even before you know the next night is spring break. So.
0: Yeah, the show's kind of fun, as, as you mentioned. There's a lot of kind of wink-wink, nudge-nudge of, like, you know, people that are boyfriend-girlfriends or, you know, people that are sort of married. So, so that's kind of always kind of cool when, when they can do stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, as far as, like, some other matches that stand out, yeah, Timothy Thatcher Tony Storm uh, sounds pretty exciting and, and and different and unique or whatever, because those are two big deals. I mean, Tony Storm is a huge deal uh, across the world, and, and Timothy Thatcher, of course, as you said, outside the WWE Universe is, is a huge deal in, in, you know, Europe and, and uh, particularly like Germany in progress and, and stuff like that. So uh, that'll be good to see those two, and, that, and that's a big-time match. I mean, really, as we talk about like intergender, you know, and 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 people that sort of stand out. I mean, those are two huge names there uh, with Thatcher and Tony Storm. Uh, Matt Rowe versus Deanna Parazu, which I, I assume is the main event. It's been kind of published as the as the main event and, uh, and sort of promoted as such. Uh, that sounds pretty fun as well. Like, you know, intergender is not really my thing, but there's some fun little matches on this stuff. And even like a Jimmy Havoc versus Jessica Havoc. Like, Jessica Havoc is I, I really not very good, I don't think. But seeing her in the ring with with, with Jimmy Havoc is enough of like a fun unique like again it works for a midnight show like if you break this down as like a show that would be at 7 p.m. it's different than if you're trying to break it down as a midnight show like you sort of said at the top and I thought that was a great point
5: yeah and I think uh, and I wrote about this actually because I did the preview for uh, the written preview for spring break with Jimmy Havoc part of it is what's going to happen and I think a, a running storyline I guess you could call it of the entire weekend um, of these shows is going to be this commission the specter of this new orleans (laughs) commission what are they going to enforce what's going to happen are is the talent going to try and push the envelope or do they do all the matches stay in the ring and they're contested very nicely is there blood is there illegal moves so i think with someone like jimmy havoc who's notorious for these wild brawls, I think that's going to be something that's going to be interesting to see, especially so early in the weekend, because this is the first, really the first night so that that will be interesting to see
0: yeah and that is a really good point because on on thursday and and we've mentioned this in the preview before you got blood sport but that one i think is going to be i I don't think despite the name you know obviously i don't think that one's going to be super bloody and super crazy i mean you have nick nick gage on that show but i think a lot of it is going to be more sort of grappling and and stuff like that and then otherwise you know you got evolve 102 and evolve will stay pretty normal like i don't think you have to really worry about evolve doing much i got the wrestlecon super show and obviously there's you know joey janelle and penta l zero on that so it'll be a good uh, case to see how much they enforce pile drivers because i think that match will. definitely push the boundaries of pile drivers but like you said this beyond one has a lot of those guys it's got janela as you said who was always willing to do crazy shit uh, and then jimmy havoc in particular will sort of be the barometer for okay how much brawling how much blood how much of that sort of stuff can do because yeah he's a guy that's definitely going to try to do some of that and especially if he's in the ring with someone like a jessica havoc like it's not going to be you know back and forth you know technical <laughs> match or whatever it's just there's no chance in hell that it's going to be that so so it'll be fascinating to see and and yeah it's it's the the, the specter of the looming louisiana athletic commission is is definitely pretty fun i, I I would like the idea now if like somebody just made that like their heel character, like this entire weekend, <laughs> like just come out like I'm shutting this show down. or It's like, I don't even know who it'd be like MJF would be a great, you know, he's on this beyond show. MJF is like a representative of the Louisiana Athletic Commission. similar similar to like the rights to censor many, many years ago in WWE. I think that would be an incredible gimmick, but I don't know if you want to piss them off because they, uh, yeah, they, they could be a a rough weekend for, uh, for everybody. And I don't know about Luke Hawks and his, uh, his promoter's license, but uh, we'll see how the weekend goes there. But uh, uh, anything else that sticks out to you for this beyond show before we kind of move on to some other stuff?
5: No, I think it'll, as I said, I think it'll be interesting to see. And, and you brought up a good point. Maybe there's so many people there for WrestleMania weekend, even more than in, you know, our own bubble that kind of enjoys what we enjoy. There's a lot of different bubbles there, So I'll be interested to see how people receive this show. It is possible that there's some percentage of the crowd there who really gets into this, and maybe they do end up running it every year. So the crowd, I think, is going to be another interesting aspect
0: of this. Yeah, and if you've been watching any of the marketing, Beyond's kind of doing that as well. They're like, "Hey, look, we're doing something different here. Let's all like come and let's try to make this a thing." Like, so, so I, I appreciate that they're doing that. It's not like they're sort of they're owning this and they're saying, "Hey, look, this is the card we're doing. We're doing it because it's unique. We're doing it because it's different." And 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 you should support it for that reason. And if you're not going to support it, then whatever. But those that do want to watch it and do want to check it out. Like, let's go and let's try to make this a thing because I think that'd be really cool if 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 Beyond that just kind of became their thing. And like again, you don't have to want to go to sort of appreciate this like i i again like i'm not probably gonna go i'm not, really not gonna watch this it's not really up my alley but i appreciate the idea of just sort of doing something different and being ambitious and and trying something new so so uh yeah good luck to them i hope it i hope it goes well i know uh as of this recording this tickets have not gone you know very quickly but it could be a thing especially with the midnight show like janelle is gonna go because it's it, it's got that cachet already but uh beyond it might be a thing where people pick up and they see you know thursday night if they're not doing anything ah, ash hell i'll go to the beyond show and see so we'll we'll be very curious how the 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 tickets go down but yeah you're right definitely the the crowd will be a a big part of that so let's move on to uh the shimmer show going on um So they're they're going on Saturday, April 7th at uh, 4 p.m. Basically, what they're up against, uh, you got Combat Zone Wrestling at 3 p.m. So you kind of have to choose between CZW and Shimmer. I'd imagine you're probably a fan of one or the other. I don't know uh, how uh, aggressive the CZW and Shimmer crossover is. But uh, in case, uh, just so you know, you get the 3 p.m. for uh, Combat Zone, uh, 4 p.m. for Shimmer. And then there's really nothing else at 4 p.m. I mean, you have uh, Progress running at noon. Then there's a really big gap. I mean, ROH has their Festival of Honor going on, their kind of convention. But really, yeah, you got from four with Shimmer until basically takeover until eight, and and style battle, and and supercard of honor at seven thirty. So yeah, you got a real open gap there. So it'd be cool to see if Shimmer d- get does you know a pretty decent crowd. Um, thoughts on the Shimmer show before we kind of break down uh, the match by match? Anything that sort of sticks out to you, or things that people should be aware of? So I follow Shimmer sort
5: of very casually. You know, they're still on the DVD. Sales model, so I'm not buying too many DVDs at this point. I mainly because I don't have the room anymore. Are but. they
0: still grotesquely behind on that? Because there was a while where they were like a year behind, have, have I think they sort of caught up a little bit
5: faster. I think they're about a, a month turnaround or so where okay, they that's good be three or four months. Um, but I this shimmer every year that I do all this streaming for WrestleMania, I always watch Shimmer. And I always enjoy it because I think it comes at a time, as you said, it's combat zone really is the only competition, but it runs at a time. It's Saturday afternoon. You've been watching a lot of wrestling. You could be getting burned out. And yet Saturday night really is a big, the big time really for SuperCard of honor, NXT takeover, all these different things. And I always enjoy shimmer at the time it is because it's, very casual, I guess that's the word I'll use, in that you can watch it, you can enjoy, but it's not going to burn you out. It's almost like you can go enjoy some wrestling without really having to, you know, get energetic and, you know, use all your energy up before the later shows. So I always watch it. I always have a good time as kind of a palate cleanser restart at a time when, You've watched so much wrestling, all of Thursday wrestling, all of Friday and Saturday morning, which has progress. And, you know, if you go to Pancakes and Pile Drive or something like that. (laughs) Right, right. I always enjoy the show um, in that way. I also enjoy that, like Evolve, Shimmer Shimmer brings in a lot of their storylines. You know, some matches are just, hey, here's some talented people we think would be good in a match. But, like, the title match – Uh, Savoy against Martinez for the title. You know, the story being that Savoy and Martinez were formerly in trifecta, this heel group, and, you know, Savoy got injured, and now she's, you know, turned to the good side, and she won the title for Martinez. So there's a story there. So it's more than just, oh, here's a bunch of, you know, eight dream matches that we can have. So I'm looking forward to the show. Um, And if I was live, I would probably go to that over CZW. Um, But yeah, so it'll probably be a good show. It's not going to blow anyone away. At the end of the weekend, it's probably not going to be the talk of the town, but it's going to be an enjoyable show.
0: Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point about the timing of it and, and it being that 4 p.m. It's like a very good sort of cool down. You can kind of chill out. You can kind of just put it on and, and, and watch. And I think like you mentioned, palate cleanser and, and, and sort of th- those kind of words. And I think that's exactly what this is. And and, and what's cool, too, is it's not, you know, you, you, this entire weekend, you're going to see Joey Janela 15 times. You're going to see Pentel Zero 100 times. You're going to see Matt Riddle 2,000 times. Like Whereas this is like very unique. Like these are a lot of people that you're not going to see on a bunch of other shows. It feels almost like it doesn't belong in the weekend but that's kind of a good thing in some ways like it, it it belongs because there's a lot of talented wrestlers and it's a good show and all that sort of stuff but it doesn't everything else kind of feels samey you know, the entire weekend, even the Beyond Show that we mentioned, it's a lot of the same names, just in different, unique sort of matchups, whereas this feels truly different. And, and I think the the real big point that you brought up, I, I think it's what's most important uh, every year about Shimmer, is that they bring a lot of the stories in there. So you feel like you're still in canon, you feel like there's an importance to that show, which is cool, because a lot of times you watch these shows, and, and other than Evolve, uh, and, and you know, maybe a little bit other than like ROH and a few others, a lot of the other stuff is just like, hey, here's a lot of, really cool shows. You know, here's really cool guys like WrestleCon Super Show and and, and, and Super Show Mercury Rising and all those sorts of things. And, and there's many of those are just kind of like a bunch of fun. And and that's fine. Like they, that's what people want is sort of the big time matches, the big time, you know, guys and whatnot. But uh, this one's pretty cool because it feels like it's in canon. It feels like it's just sort of the stories. And and yeah, it just feels so different and unique from the rest of the weekend in, in a lot of ways. So it makes it a, a fun watch and it comes at, like you said, at the exact perfect time, like 4 p.m. You're kind of cooling down you have it on, you know, you're maybe making some food or sort of getting your plans ready for the night because when the night goes you're going to bog down and you're going to sit down you're going to concentrate and, and 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 watch every single thing and then this is one where you can kind of put on and and have in the background but yeah i've always enjoyed watching this show too and i'm not a guy that follows shimmer much at all but uh in past trust me the weekends i've always kind of put this on and and sort of enjoyed uh, watching it and just kind of watching it in the background and, and, and seeing where it goes and i'm I'm definitely looking forward to uh, uh checking this one out this year let's uh break down the card here real quick and then we can uh get to some uh, featured matches here. Uh, you mentioned the top Nicole Savoy uh, defending her Shimmer title against Mercedes Martinez. You have Shazza McKenzie versus Tessa Blanchard for the heart of Shimmer title. Uh, Nicole uh, Matthews versus Tony Storm. Madison Eagles versus Deanna Perazu. Leva Bates and Delilah Doom versus Lufisto and Hudson Evie, and that's for the Shimmer tag team titles. I uh, get cheerleader Melissa versus Schutze Blackheart. I think it's Schutze. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, Britt Baker and Chelsea Green versus Charlie Evans, Jessica Troy. And now that some Kimberly you know, bookings are being made, she's also been added as well Kimberly uh, versus Samantha Height. So you mentioned Savoy Martinez uh, a little bit earlier. Anything else on this show that really kind of sticks out to you or matches that people should definitely uh, be, you know, kind of circle and and, and look forward to?
5: I think all the title matches are probably going to be good. So Savoy Martinez, McKenzie, and Tessa Blanchard, and then the tag title with Leva Bates and Delilah Doom. Those will probably all be good because they're title matches. Uh, I'm interested to see Kimberly. Um, just because it's been a while since she's been in the independents. She was in WWE for a while. And it's always interesting to me to see, you know, regardless uh, of who it is, people return to the independents. Do they have a different style? I mean, you think about Chris Hero after his first run in WWE, coming back to a world that maybe not has moved on, But the independent scene is always evolving. It's always changing. And sometimes, even if you were a big part of the scene before, coming back, it's not always the same. You can't just slip into, oh, here I am. I'm back. I'm going to do the same things I did before. So I'm going to be interested to see what she's like. Is she similar to how she was? Is she different? Does she go a different direction with character or ring work or anything like that? So I think that's an interesting interesting match for me. Um, and I think everything else, you have really talent up and down the roster. I mean, Shimmer, Books, I mean, really the cream of the crop in terms of women's wrestling in the United States. So I think the, the matches up and down are going to be good, but probably the title matches and
0: then Kimberly is what I'm going to be most interested in. Yeah, one match that definitely stands out to me and it looks pretty uh, interesting as well as Nicole uh, Matthews versus Tony Storm. I'm a big fan of both of them, uh, and they both have very kind of similar-ish sort of personas in the ring and whatnot. So I'm kind of curious to see uh, how that goes. But yeah, definitely looking forward to those. I'm I'm a big fan of both of of them. And and, yeah, the Kimberly thing, that's a really good point that you made because um, some people come back like really hungry. Uh, that next time on the indies, you know, they, they they got their job, they got their dream job or whatever, and then they got it snatched away or whatever, and they come back and they're just possessed. They're they're a completely different wrestler. They're they want to be great, they want to prove everybody wrong. But then you also get, you know, you're like Jack Swagger type, so we are just like, oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> and like just kind of floating. And it's gonna be interesting to see what Kimberly does. If she's gonna be that one that goes, Okay, you guys missed out on me and you guys have all have it wrong because I'm great, and really just goes and and this would be a great weekend for her to do it too particularly on on the show would be an incredible time for her to just be like no no I'm back and like I'm great and and all of you you know you were wrong about me or yeah it it could hope uh, you know unfortunately go the other way where you know they just come and they kind of do like you said their old stuff and they kind of hope that the reputation is still there and that their cachet is still there but you kind of lose your cachet it's weird you don't start from square one but it's very tough to kind of get that back and you sort of have to build that up a little bit I know and and Chris here was a great point like you brought him up when he first came back to the Indies people forget it was kind of weird at Like it didn't quite click right away. I know he did some stuff with Ring of Honor and it was fine, it was okay. And then it took like you know three or four months, and then he got it, and then he sort of evolved and changed and was different. And the Chris Hero we saw in the indies was nowhere near the same Chris Hero that we saw years ago, and it ended up being one of the greatest, you know, indie runs in in, in some time. And and it was incredible, but yeah, it took a little while. It's just it's it's hard for people to sort of adjust and and get back to that indie flow. So it'll see it'll be interesting where Kimberly kind of fits in. Um, but, uh, yeah, you mentioned, again, the, the Nicole Savoy, uh, Mercedes Martinez. We'll get back to that a little bit uh, for the Shimmer title. For people that have not seen either of them work, how, what's kind of the best way? And I think most people should be familiar with Mercedes Martinez from uh, the the Mae Young Classic. And, and and Savoy showed up as well uh, on, on that. But uh, as far as, you know, in, in, in the Shimmer world, what can people expect? If they're watching that show, you know, you sort of put that over as, as a big-time match. What can they expect in a match between those two?
5: Well, I think, as I said, there there is a story behind it. They were both in trifecta with Shayna Baszler, who's obviously in WWE now. They were a heel group, and part of it was they were going after people, and they were injuring people. And then Savoy, uh, two years ago, she won the Heart of Shimmer title during WrestleMania weekend. That was the conclusion of the tournament two years ago. She won it, and then she tore her ACL, I believe, was the exact injury. That is correct, yeah. Um, And came back. And had the opportunity to rejoin Trifecta and, you know, start injuring people again. And she declined um, and so was kicked out of the group and then beat Mercedes for her title. So there really is a double layer of Mercedes trying to get her title back from the person who beat her. That's the first layer, but also former teammates who are now at a head. So there's going to be probably some grudge match aspects to it. And I think both of these, both of them are very good at kind of the MMA influence style. You know, you talk about Shayna Baszler, who obviously is very MMA influence style coming from the world of MMA, but they are fighters. I mean, they're not technical wizards in, you know, kind of a world of sports style or something like that. So it's going to be, Maybe not a brawl where they're brawling through the crowd or something like that, but it's probably going to be a a fight um, in, in the way of both fighting for the top title in Shimmer and also going against someone who
0: you were teaming with and part of a group with for so long. Yeah, no, it definitely sounds pretty good and definitely a big grunge match. It's for the big title and stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be one to definitely stand out and, uh, and check out. And then uh, I think we mentioned just about every other one. I mentioned Nicole Matthews and Tony Storm, one I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know much about Shezza McKenzie, um, and she's going to be facing Tessa Blanchard for the Heart of Shimmer title. Uh, anything that you can kind of tell us about her?
5: So I also don't know too much. You know, the Heart of Shimmer title, as I said, it was, it was won um, by Nicole Savoy two years ago during that tournament. And then a couple of years, not a couple of years, a couple of months after she won the title, I think she had defended it maybe two or three times. At that point, she got that injury. She tore her ACL, but didn't vacate the title. So she was champion up until, I believe, the middle or the end of 2017. But there were no defenses in the nine months she was out. So really this title, the Heart of Shimmer title, it really doesn't, to me, have a defined place in the Shimmer universe yet, just because for nine months it wasn't being defended. Right, right. Um, so, And I haven't seen Chazza McKenzie. Actually, I haven't seen her any of her stuff yet. So it'll be interesting to see if she, as the champion, um, puts her mark on the title. Now, I think there's a chance that she loses the title to Tessa, Tessa Blanchard, who was tag champ. Um, up until recently, with Vanessa Craven, and lost it. So it's possible that Tessa lost the tag title, so she could move up to the Heart of Shimmer title. You know, I don't know if that's the plan, um, but it certainly is. So maybe Shazza doesn't have the opportunity to kind of put her stamp on the Heart of Shimmer champion if she loses it to Tessa. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, Tessa is probably one of the bigger names in american women's wrestling nowadays i would i would say so um yeah i think it i think
0: it's going to be a, an interesting match yeah sure um let's move on to our final show now uh dorian style battle uh this one's going on at 8 p.m on saturday it's uh, got a little bit of rough competition it's got a, a little a little show called roh supercard of honor at uh, 7 30 that may or may not have kenny omega on it so that's gonna be a little tough and then they're also running up against a a hot little promotion nxt takeover so uh WN style battle at 8 p.m that's not gonna go great <laughs> ticket wise. Uh, uh, we'll kind of break down the card here real quick. But what are your thoughts on uh, style battle and where it's sort of placed in the weekend?
5: Well, I think yeah, I think to be honest, they are aware that style battle. This is probably going to be the last style battle. We've <laughs> that seen is a very
0: style battle. That is a very good prediction. I do think that is probably the case. But <laughs> <You ever> see <laughs> it is
5: the season one finale. But if we ever get season two. But that would be truly a shock. Um, and I think they know um, they don't want to run anything that actually, you know, they don't want to run the super show against TakeOver. So run this. They're doing $10 seats. So if anyone goes, oh, well, I'm spending a lot of money this weekend, you can go to this show for $10. It's general admission and probably see a pretty good show. You know, we're saying, oh, it's probably the last one, but it'll probably be a good show. It's got a lot of talent on it. Um so I think it'll just be like it, in a similar way to shimmer a casual show you go it's general admission you pay 10 bucks you probably get a couple of beers or something and you and you watch the show and it'll be a quick probably 2 hour show and it'll get you out if you want to see something later in the night Um so you know not too much to say running against probably in the toughest block of the entire weekend beyond Probably running against WrestleMania itself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, running, it right, right directly up against WrestleMania. Maybe worse, but yeah, this is the second worst one. It's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. The, the $10 tickets are, are, are a very good idea by them, too. And, and for people, a little bit of background on Style Battle. Essentially, Style Battle was created, uh, basically flow slam was looking for some additional content and uh gabe obviously was, was more than willing to give them at that time you know whatever they kind of wanted because they had a you know nice little deal going together so they created style battle and and like the concept was fine it was going to be you know these one night tournaments and that would culminate in this you know serious finale at wrestlemania weekend or whatever and it made all the sense in the world it was a good idea then but obviously things happened between flow slam and wbn and, and and gabe sapolsky you know guys drop out relationships end, and and stuff so it's ambitious to they like, hey, over the course of the next year, we're gonna like book this tournament, and it's all gonna work out. But then, you know, like, and I think all things considering, like, they got most of the people that won the, the tournaments uh, to show up, which you know, again, like, people get signed, people have falling outs, people go move on, people have injuries or whatnot. But I think some like six of the eight guys that won their their style battles are actually showing up. So again, like, that's that's not too bad. But yeah, obviously, this is uh, the series one finale, and uh, given. The, the effort going into it, giving the $10 ticket price, giving where it's running up against giving all the history of style battle. I would not expect a uh, season two episode one at any point, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But anyway, let's break down this card here real quick. And then we can kind of talk about what we think is uh, going to go down. Um, you have it. You're really, I think as far as we know right now is the time of re- this recording, which is on the, on the first uh, April 1st, this is the only non-tournament match announced. And, and I think this is going to be it. I think it's gonna be a nice, quick uh, compact show. But yeah, Kurt Matthews and Jared Wade, who are guys from a wildcat, uh, sports and entertainment they're gonna be facing matt nix and stevie fierce who uh work for a uh, freelance wrestling outside of chicago so a pretty cool uh, little matchup there kind of a feature to some people that are uh shows that are gonna be running there and talent that's gonna be there for the weekend so it's kind of just a little showcase there and um, then we get into the style battle tournament the finals um in bracket A, match one, you got Keith Lee versus Nick Gage. So neither of those guys won style battle tournaments, but they put them together uh, for this. So, I mean, I guess, because Fred Yehi won one of them and, and he's had a little falling out with Gabe, so he's not going to be there. And then John Davis, I don't know what happened to John Davis. Do, do you have any clue what happened to John Davis? He just comes and goes, like, they, three at a time. They
5: so. in the newsletter, they just said, oh, he, he can't make it to New Orleans, so I don't know if that's a cover or if he has another booking that weekend or if... I. I Maybe there's something like a with weird. the commission like, oh, you have some kind of... Because I know there's some to do about... I, I don't think it would apply to John Davis, but like um, Tom Lawler had that suspension in MMA and people were worried that he wouldn't be able to wrestle because they don't allow you to wrestle in the state if you have a suspension or something like that. So I don't know if it's something other than that, but WWN just announced, oh, he isn't able to make it. So, and... Keith Lee versus Nick Gage. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a big upgrade. I, mean, I don't care that John Davis isn't going to be there. Right. And it's an upgrade. And the last style battle set it up in that, you know, Keith Lee scared off Nick Gage. I, I don't know if you can scare off Nick Gage, but <laughs> got him out of the ring after the his confrontation with Walter. So there is a backstory there, at least. It isn't just two people thrown together. Right. Exactly.
0: So that's pretty cool. Uh, bracket A, you also have match number two. You got Matt Riddle versus Dave Chris. They both won a uh, style battle. So uh, that's the bracket a. So then the winner of the Keith Lee, Nick age and the winner of the Matt Riddle, Dave Chris will face each other. We'll, we'll kind of get to that here in a second, give our predictions. Uh, then bracket B you got match one. You got Jason Kincaid versus Anthony Henry and then style battle bracket B match two, uh tracer X versus Darby Allen. And then of course those two guys will face off and then you have, you know, your next one after that and your next one after that and, and what, so we get to the final. So let's kind of break it down a little bit of maybe do a little bit of predictions here. Um, actually you know before we do that one thing i because I, I was I, I did the written preview for this for the website and i was having trouble kind of figuring out what direction they go with this do, do do you give it to you know the style battle winner the season one winner do you go to a guy who's established Do you go to a guy who people know do you go to a guy who can kind of give it some buzz and say, oh my god matt riddle or you know nick age won the style battle you know tournament or whatever oh let's, let's, you know, or do you give it to a guy that maybe doesn't have that? Do you give it to a Tracer X guy and a guy that can really use that? And, and, and that becomes a big deal for him to use that in the future that I won the first style battle. Do, do you have any kind of idea or tenor of where you think this, this might go? Do you think that they're going to go with the established guy, or do you think that they might go uh, with a surprise kind of newcomer up and coming guy? So I was going to bring that up. Cause I feel the same
5: way. It's hard to tell just because one benefit of kind of this promotion being, You know, the ugly stepchild in a way (laughs) is that there isn't a clear method to the madness of saying, okay, this tournament is designed to promote on totally unknown people and get them in the WWN brand. One thing I think of is by this point, correct me if I'm wrong, Riddle will have faced Sabre for the Evolve title, correct? Correct. Yes. So one thing I'm thinking about is if Riddle wins, which I think is an actual possibility, and you're having the brand new Evolved champion in this tournament, can you do it in any way where he loses immediately the the day after winning <laughs> to the <Dave> biggest <laughs> title in your whole company? Can you have him lose a tournament against mostly unknown people?
0: Right. Yeah, it's a very good point. I don't know. I mean, I guess you can get out of it by having him like DQ or he just like doesn't care or something like that. It's 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 super. And that's the problem. Like you said, if, if, if this thing was going on and we knew for a fact that there was a style battle season two, episode one. Then you would go, okay, it's gonna go to a Keith Lee and it's gonna be used as sort of this way to propel him to a story, or it's gonna be Matt Riddle's gonna add another thing to his, you know, resume this weekend or whatever. But what's the it's weird to try to assign a value to something that we don't know? Like we have no idea if it's ever coming back again. We have no idea if it's gonna be a laughing stock. If somebody says, Oh, I won the style battle season one, they're like, Oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, yeah, I I didn't even know that you won. Or yeah, you know, like, I don't know where it's gonna go. And that's sort of the interesting thing. You bring up the Matt Riddle thing. I had not even thought of that. That like how do you, how do you book that where <laughs> yeah, it then if he wins the title now he, he may lose. And then it's a, uh, then it's a mood point and it does, you know, right. Right. Yeah. Part. I guess we'll have to see. I mean, if he wins it at, at evolve, then I gotta figure out something. I mean, you can't just have him or does it matter so little that nobody would care if like Dave, Chris rolls him up and wins. Like well, it, 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 should, story it should of, matter.
5: you do the story of he's wrestled. I think by this point in the weekend, he will have wrestled about eight times, probably. Do you do the story of, oh, Matt Riddle, he's tired. He won the title last night against one of the best wrestlers in the world. And he's wrestled all of these other people on the show. And you do, you have Keith Lee beat him or something like that. If he loses to Keith Lee, you could say, oh, he's wrestled eight times and he got beat by Keith Lee, who is the WWN champion. So in that way, I guess you could get out of it. I don't know if they would want to do that. So maybe they go in some manner of double DQ or count out or time limit draw or something like that. That would protect him.
0: Yeah. And I think if you have him lose to a guy like, like you said, like a guy like a Keith Lee, you can use the exhaustion thing. Like I think he's probably going to beat Dave Chris in the first round. I'd imagine like, I don't know that you can pull like the, Oh, he got tired and lost to Dave Chris thing. Cause that's kind of like, Oh geez. Or you don't want to pull the Matt Riddle doesn't care about this thing it right. kind of reminds everybody that's trying really hard to win this thing. So you don't want to have like, oh, Matt Riddle doesn't care because he just won a big, big title. So he's just here kind of hanging around or whatever and he's wrestled enough. And so you don't want that. But I, I do like the idea that, you know, he beats and, and I think that's actually a pretty good prediction as well that that Riddle beats Dave Chris, uh, that Keith Lee beats Nick Gage, and then you have Riddle versus Lee and and, and Lee beats him because it would make t- all the sense in the world that Keith Lee would beat. And then you have something if you want to have a future match between those two guys, like Keith Lee beat him to go to style battle, you know, to, to win style battle or whatever. This is all assuming that like anybody cares about Final man that Gabe's not just like I don't fucking care. You guys knock yourselves out. Like you decide. <laughs> like he just gets shows yeah, up. I and, mean, he could be
5: drawing the name out of a hat.
0: One what I mean. it's like, let's roll die. Let's let's pick straws. All right, Tracer X, you beat everybody. Who cares? Like, whatever. That's if, if I'm Gabe, I mean,
5: looking at it from a perspective of what would I book if I'm booking things, I would have Anthony Henry win just because he started in Evolve mm. recently, or not recently, but he was tag champions and now he's kind of broken away and become a singles competitor and evolve having this under his belt is something you could at least use and evolve and say, Oh, Anthony Henry, he won style battle season one finale or whatever they call it. And at least you have something there where it would give him maybe a little boost in evolve. I mean, riddle doesn't need a boost. No, he doesn't need a boost. You can have Alan lose and continue the story of his struggle after he loses the title. I mean, Kincaid's probably not going to win. So if I was booking, that's what I would do because I think it would be most useful to me as the booker moving forward to have Henry win because he has something to gain from it. But as you said, it could be totally – at this point, Gabe could say, whoever wins, it doesn't matter to me because after tonight, we'll never speak of style battle. Right.
0: I would I, I actually like that idea of Anthony Henry a lot as I was going through the guys you know Keith Lee is a guy that again I, I he could win but I don't know if there's much value to that it's just another thing that he's won and like I don't think it really matters that much Nick Gage is like beyond like winning t- tournaments like he should never win it you know like why would you you don't want him holding up a trophy for god's sakes unless he's like throwing the trophy in the crowd or whatever uh which would be pretty cool too uh matt riddle <laughs> uh matt riddle, i mean again like he's gonna have so many things and so many accolades like does it really benefit him that much all that would be is that you would sh- if he won it would be like oh he's so dominant and he won this thing too i mean i guess if you want like the weekend of riddle you could do that dave christ i don't know i mean oh, just, nobody would care if that at all jason Kid, he's kind of floating around a little bit i guess he'd be fine but i don't know that anybody's really interested all that much uh tracer x and darby allen would both be good options but I kind of like Darby Allen as the perpetual kind of bridesmaid and not the guy that ever wins but yeah Anthony Henry does stick out as a guy that that you know you have this asset here and, and even if this asset is worth nothing it could be worth something to somebody like Anthony Henry and and you can make it something that yeah it it's the redheaded stepchild it's the you know the pet that got lost in the divorce and someone just had to take it or whatever but if Anthony Henry does win it he could hold it with pride and he could be like hey I was the first style battle champion and there's a way that they can turn this negative into a positive positive. and I think he's probably the best case of that where you have a guy who can really use that to sort of jet start a little bit of your career and really use that as, as an asset. And and the good thing about Gabe is is whenever Gabe does have an asset, he's really great at sort of maximizing it. So I, I don't think he's going to do like the draw a name out of a hat type thing. I feel like he's going to give this to somebody who, who can do something with it and he's going to be able to utilize it and sort of leverage it into something. So Anthony Henry, I, I'm glad you mentioned him. I think he's a, he's a great pick for this. Uh, the other guys, I don't know. I don't know that anybody else really jumps out darby allen i i I suppose but i kind of like him you know doing some other stuff and and kincaid is another guy who's kind of floating around not doing anything so he'd be decent but i think anthony henry can 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 use it in in promos and use it in a little bit more of his character development than than almost anybody else Left. right i
5: think i think allen could maybe use it in that you win style battle and maybe that's the beginning of the you know, rising again of Darby Allen to say, oh, I thought I was a loser after I won the title, but then I won style battle. And that's when he starts rising up the card again to get another shot. I don't know if they're going to do that. So that's another valuable one. So again, as we talked about, even as we break it down, it's kind of hard to see who's who's going to win this. It could be a lot of people, which, if you're going for 10 bucks, it's going to be interesting. You might see something you didn't expect. So, you know, maybe check it out if you don't want to go to Ring of Honor or NXT, you know, you're not
0: it's probably not going to be not going to be a bad bad show. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely, and, and I'm sure you'll be able to walk up, you know, if it's a last-minute choice that you go to Style Battle, I think they will have room for you. So that's going to be good, but uh, I'll definitely want to check it out, too, because I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. And I kind of like this idea that it's a, sort of this, you know, as you said, redhead stepchild or whatever the hell you want to say. It's just kind of this this thing that's just there, and it, it, it's super unique, especially going uh, against Supercard of Honor and, and TakeOver. Any of the first-round matches that really stick out to you? I mean, obviously, Keith Lee and Nick Gage, uh, Anything of those other ones that really do much for you, or any potential matchups later in the tournament that really stick out? That, that that you think would be pretty spectacular? I mean, Darby Allen's one of
5: my favorite wrestlers, so him really against any of these guys is going to excite me just because he's a guy where you don't really know what he... He has an unpredictable style that you don't really ever know what's going to happen. Obviously, Keith Lee versus Nick Gage, and whatever that second round is, if Riddle gets there, I mean, Riddle against Lee is always a great match. Riddle against Gage would be interesting and something... I don't think we've seen. We certainly haven't seen it in the WWN universe. So that's an interesting one. And then, of course, the finals, I mean, you're talking about you could have Darby Allen against Keith Lee. You could have Darby Allen against Matt Riddle. You could have a whole bunch of combinations of matches that are going to be good. So it isn't a tournament where it has to break a certain way to have a good finals. It can break a lot of different ways, and you're going to have a good final match that the guys are probably going to, you know, if it's Darby Allen against, you know, Nick Gage, it's oh going to <laughs> Darby will It's die. going Darby. to be a good match. It, you know, if yes. it's Henry against Keith Lee, Henry's going to go a hundred percent. I can almost guarantee it, to have a good finals match and really make this something that people will talk about and say, Oh, I can't believe you missed it. It was ten dollars and it was a great show. And Anthony Henry, you know, brought down the house with Keith Lee and it was an amazing match. So
0: yeah, I think it's going to I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. I think the people that do go to the show are going to end up actually pretty pretty happy that they did. And and it, it might be like, yeah, it might be like you said, because everything is really good and it's like a really fun show or it might kind of just be a fun little disaster that nobody really cares about. and They all kind of just jack around and whatnot. And that'd be fun, too. Like, you know, there's something to be said for that this weekend where, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of a break and and something a little bit different. But uh, no, I definitely uh, definitely looking forward to, to style battle and definitely looking forward to the three shows we previewed here. Uh, Taylor, before we go, uh, any other shows that are, are really standing out other than the ones that we previewed? Is there one that you're saying, oh, my God, I cannot wait to see that? And and I, I do have to say I am I am throwing Joey Janela's Spring Break off that because everybody just that's the answer everybody gives. So you cannot say Joey Janela's Spring Break. What's a show other than Janela's Spring Break and other than the three we talked about that are really standing out to you or one that you're really looking forward to checking out? I think
5: the Evolve shows.
0: I think last
5: year the Evolve shows, in my opinion, were to me underwhelming. I think that there were some matches that where I was expecting a big WrestleMania weekend were pulling out all the stops. I think that this year they have done it with all of their shows, the Super Show and both of all shows, having Sekimono, having Sawa, bringing back Will Ospreay. I think all three of the shows are going to have at least one match where people are going to be talking about it. If people have never seen Daisuke Sakamoto, he is going to blow people's minds. So to me, those three shows with a combination of the talent that they're bringing in, which to me is like two years ago when they had all of that talent and people really broke out on that wwn you know evolve weekend yeah Australia. right right there was you know Zack saber jr and will osprey and there was marty Scurll, and there was kota bushi and there was all these people and it was so much talent but then also you had the debut of darby allen on those shows so even the guys that aren't hyped up or maybe you're not thinking about oh i can't wait to see this guy i think they're going to surprise you as well so i think all three of those shows are going to be
0: really good yeah, with you, I, I think there's not a lot of buzz around those, and, and it kind of sucks because they should be worth buzz, and that, that could be Evolve's issue with not marketing it properly or whatnot, but yeah, they're, they're pretty low on buzz, and they really shouldn't be. I mean, when doing this project and sort of previewing these, there's some hell of good cards that they have going there with some really good, like you said, star-studded affairs too. I mean, Desuki Sakamoto is a guy who who maybe a lot of people are kind of sleeping on right now, but I think he's going to be the talk of the weekend when people go, oh my God, because there's a lot of people that even I've talked to that have never seen him before, and I'm like, oh boy, You're, you are in for a treat seeing him, especially in that universe, especially in different matches unique matches that we never saw I think that was a really good point because last year it felt like Evolve was just kind of a continuation of what Evolve does you know all the time and the shows didn't feel truly special they feel special again this year and it feels like it did a few years ago so yeah I'm definitely looking right. forward. and I think some of the hype is the fact
5: that a lot of the talent was announced so early on right comparatively, right that it's there's so much going on that you almost have short-term memory as to what's been announced because everything's being announced all the time and, oh, this is happening, and the next day another match you really love is happening, and, I mean, Sakamoto was announced, I don't even remember, back in January or something like that. I feel like it was many months ago. So I feel like in that aspect maybe they, you know, could have – Held off on those things and and waited a little bit longer and said, okay, here's who we have because it would have maybe made a bigger wave of people going, oh Sekimoto or oh Will Osprey. But I think you know it's a short-term memory thing where they announced a lot of good talent. It just happened that they went first, so they're almost at a disadvantage at this point because people have had been inundated with all of this talent and all these great matches that you almost forget. How many good matches they have set up, both with the talents that are coming in, and matches like I mentioned, Matt Riddle against Zack Saper Jr. for the Evolve title, which is going to be big, and I <laughs> right. think there could be a title change there.
0: All right, yeah, I'm, I'm right with you on that one. I, I'm looking forward to definitely the, the Evolve weekend, and, and yeah, that's a really good point that you brought up too. That like it, <laughs> they almost to the detriment, they got things out ahead of time. Whereas everybody else is like, you know, right now booking their shit and putting stuff out and all these tweets out and whatnot. Whereas I is like, no, we've had this all together. Like we've had our entire cards like pretty much established and ready to go months ago. But that uh, we, I guess this year might've been to the detriment, but, you know, we'll see when it's all said done. we talk about buzz and like this weird, you know, puzzle meter and and this sort of stuff. But once all said, done evolves. I mean, it looks like the weekend's gonna be pretty big for them for sure. And I'm sure they will be, uh, Definitely some matches from those Evolve uh, shows that we'll be talking about when it's all said and done as well. So, Taylor, before we get out of here, uh, you want to let people know again where they can find you on Twitter, where they can find some of your work, and uh, anything else you want to plug. I'll plug my Twitter again. Taimambo,
5: T-A-M-A-I-M-B-O. You can find me writing all kinds of different things for Voices of Wrestling. Most often, the New Japan previews. So I'll probably be whatever the next big show from New Japan is. You can catch it there. I'm always posting them on my Twitter. Uh, so uh, check it out.
0: All right, Taylor. Thank you very much for helping us preview Beyond Shimmer, WN Style Battle, and some other good stuff as well. Thank you. I, I was glad to be here. To help us preview the weekend for
4: progress, it's Suit Williams. Suit, what's going on? Hello. How you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Uh, Easter Sunday, we're recording this. I uh, watched the Sakura Genesis show on the couch. While uh, I had a bunch of cousins whose names I didn't know running around. So (laughs) I think I can still hear them. Are they still there? (laughs) Oh, no, they're gone. Okay. They're gone. (laughs) Thank
0: God. Yeah, that's, uh, I, uh, when I did the scheduling for these, I I completely forgot that, like, I put this date on here and, like, you and, and a few other people signed up. And it wasn't until like four days ago that I was like, "Oh God, that's how I used Easter." Like, and I, I assume that you guys knew, and you're smart enough to know that. And but yeah. I didn't, so I kind of felt bad. But uh, it seems like everybody was good. I used this excuse to leave my family. I was like, "I got, I got stuff to do, guys. I gotta, I gotta get going here." I'd love to sit and chat for you know needless amounts of hours, but I gotta get going. So uh, that's good stuff. But uh, let's talk about the. Uh, so we got these progress shows. We're gonna preview these here in a sec. But I think one of the big things as well is is, is this is a home game for you this WrestleMania weekend. This is in your backyard.
4: Yes, it is. I live in. Well, I live in Baton Rouge, but Close I... also No one's going to know. <laughs> We're
0: good. Close We're enough. the same New Orleans, right? It's I, all the same.
4: <laughs> I you know On Thursday, I'm going to take that arduous hour drive. God, it's going to suck, you know, <laughs> sitting <laughs> in that car for an hour. Oh, you- monster my phone might go dead
0: right yeah (laughs) if your charger falls (laughs) out or if you get to plug it in you'll be screwed so yeah Yeah. this is it's pretty cool i mean you're uh, a lot of the other people are traveling from all across the world and all this how does that kind of feel i I wonder how that is like do you feel do you feel obligated is there some weird thing where like all these people are coming from across the goddamn universe to come to this this weekend and you got to drive an hour like does that feel weird do you feel happy about that like how does it how does
4: it sort of i don't know do you feel like you're kind of hosting like what's kind of the tenor around that Well, the thing is, like, I don't go to WrestleMania. WrestleMania comes to me. I just wait (laughs) for it to come back. Like, I was, I lived, like, in the city, like, when they came last time, four years ago it was. And uh, unfortunately, I couldn't do, like, the whole WrestleMania weekend because we were moving house that weekend. So I could only do ROH WrestleMania and Raw, but it's, it's still really cool to have everything just come to, like descend upon your like city right yeah it's a, they, i
0: think they're doing it for you i mean at this point they've been in new orleans twice now in the last you know what four or five years so it's, right. it's definitely it's definitely you i think that they're, they're definitely going and saying this guy but no it's it's cool and like yeah for people that are maybe coming in and, and have never been in new orleans how could you i mean most people probably do know sort of the the, the new orleans thing but for people that might not know what, what's kind of the what, what does the city feel like what's kind of the look to feel what can people expect if they come to new orleans for the first time
4: Oh, it's like a big party city. Like you know, Bourbon Street. You know, big drinking, big food. It's just a whole lot of fun to be down here, and it's fun to be down here as an adult too. I lived here before I was twenty one, and I'm not twenty one now. But you know, it's still a lot of fun. I was gonna say, if there's any city there where that probably isn't as
0: <laughs> it's yeah. like you know, <laughs> it's monitored. New Orleans I knew are the probably, worst
4: places if you're. <laughs> if you're not 21 but New Orleans right. is good if you're under 21 too that's still a bunch of stuff to do yeah, you could watch other people and then you just laugh at them and you're fine <laughs> like they're
0: they're stumbling around and, and gonna wake up with headaches but well, you're good to go you you're ready yeah. for you to the drivers the next morning while they're still you know in bed but uh uh we'll, we'll get to progress here in a sec but what's kind of your uh your your path right now so you're looking at so what, what how many what days are you plan on going to and 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 maybe what big shows are you kind of going to
4: All right, well, I'm driving down Thursday afternoon, so I don't think I'll be able.